Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. So I hope everyone's having a really good convention so far. We are getting ready for our general session to kick off. Thank you, Debbie. Ah, we have our, my we have our goodness. hostess here. Yay. All right. I'm glad. You were, you were trapped in the purgatory of Zoom. I was. I was. Sorry. And I said, well, you know what? I mean, I. it's like, what did we know in COVID? We learned, we knew early how to uh, amuse ourselves, how to get things done, you know, independently. So there you go. Yeah. Well, luckily <laughs> we got a sneak peek of the agenda to help. help how about us that? Over you got yes. In, so thank you for getting You're on. welcome. Oh my goodness, we are here. It is 10 minutes away. Patty is with us with the Mini Mall Minute. I heard that. Hey. Hey, guys. All right. Welcome. Video. Excited to have you here. (laughs) How are things in Louisville? Good. Uh, They're great. Did you get a chance to do some walking before? I'm going to be like a, a parent saying, did you get up and get moving some, Patty, before? Uh, I've been moving us? all day. I'm sure you have been get going I've to the phone moving. and answering the phone for Minimal. How's it been going? It's been going great. Wonderful. I was playing hopscotch because I <laughs> oh, thought I was supposed uh, to be in here first. Then I was told I was supposed to be in the other one, then back in here. So I've been hopping, hopping, hopping. I wanted to get on the treadmill, but instead, nope, hopscotch. Yeah. Well, so, uh, we're all together now. We are a happy family. It's we're fine about to have our family table set. Yeah, and President Dan Spoon's going to kick it off in a few minutes. So, but while we while we got Patty yeah. here, let's get a mini mall minute in our first right. mini mall minute of, uh, yes. of the year right now with the uh, convention starting in a few minutes. What do we got, Patty? Well, considering it's the 60th anniversary, I'm going to show you um, a keychain. It is all leather keychain with a silver ring. It says American Council of the Blind on one side, and on the other side, it has a 60 on it. Well, it's backwards, too, because for some reason, my camera doesn't work. <laughs> oh, the right. Zoom does the reverse, yeah. So yeah. It's, so, it's, uh... it, but it does say that. It's in silver writing, mm-hmm. um, and it, it comes in a little case, so you can give that it, as a gift. They're $15. Um, today, we have the... Uh, charging cables on sale and i wanted to show our keepsake box if i can get it in the picture um it's got black lacquered all the way around it it's about five and a half um square five and a half on each side and it's about two a little over two inches tall and when you open it up if i can get it to open which today is not that day, I guess. Um, so I had to use two hands. Sorry, I had to put the phone down. But um, but it has white um, velvet inside. It's really nice. Really, really nice. And they're $35. Um, I'm just going to just show a little bit of what we have. We have some 11-ounce mugs in six different colors. We have a wine tumbler with the picture and the theme. <clears throat> water bottle, a beer mug, a frosted beer mug. Man, I'd uh, put a root beer float in that. What about you, Tony? Oh, I would, God. I would do that. Or I'd, I would do a Hoboken. That's my favorite. Ooh. Oh, okay. Do you guys know what Hoboken is? No. Pineapple soda <gasps> with uh, two scoops of vanilla ice cream. Oh, my Ooh, goodness. That sounds wonderful. Put some, yeah. flakes of ha- put some flakes of coconut on top. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh, that yum. sounds good. Mm. All right, now we're... Now we're now, 
the opposite of get up and get moving. That's, yeah. You know, the most caloric thing well, then you got to get up and get moving after you Patty, drink. Help them. us, save us. Keep going. <laughs> Um, we also have some new car magnets and we've had a rectangle magnet for a long time. And now we have a round one also to put on your fridge. There's many other products. Everybody keep a watch on the, um, at the, uh, newspaper for this deal of, of the deal for the day and, um, for updates. So everybody give us a call. It is eight seven seven nine six nine mall and I just do her blank on the other one, the last four digits. It's eight seven seven six three zero, and I don't remember the other four numbers. For mall, um, they already did the mall no, one. Six yeah. two five five, right? Yeah. I'm like theater. No, that's mine. Well, well, you know what? You know what's fantastic though. Can... Think about what you want, and we're going to get those numbers again tomorrow morning, a little after ten a.m. Absolutely, in the Eastern Standard will. Because we'll be back. And I'll have them plastered on my forehead for my video. <laughs> Just don't read them in your camera. They'll be backwards. They'll so be they'll upside be down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> It'll be reversed. Well, thank you, Patty. Thank you right, so much. You. We'll see you in the morning. All, All right. Patty, how you doing? I'm doing good. I just, I really was going to get on that treadmill and then, uh, no, I was hopping around and then talking to Deb Lewis on the phone. So <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'm, boy, the, the walk, though, I'm a lot of good energy there. I know. It's it was great. fantastic. Congratulations to everybody that's been given. It's wonderful. So. Yeah. Uh, that walk goes till August 31st. So folks can still make a donation to our Minneapolis office or go to acb.org. That is very, very cool. That is cool. And I did hear the walk song, and that's very cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it's, you know, yeah, and better together wherever we are. Happy together. Mm-hmm. Walking together, you bet. We're it's together great. now. So yeah. we got a few more minutes. I know you got to hop off and probably get... Uh, back in the attendee room to to, to cross That's back over. That's true. To the I do have to do that, but the stream so, is still going, and wonderful. so I can leave it leave it up. And I I now I have these marked, and I emailed them again to myself. I'll probably be doing that every day because I don't it want is, them to get it's buried. A, it's, well, I was telling people I, I don't know if it went over the radio or not on Media One, but um, you know we've got 166. That's a lot. I don't think people understand that the data alone is pushed through for 166 breakout sessions, plus all the general session plenaries that go on through the whole week. That's right. And all these different green rooms. And yeah, that was a little, I mean, I, I don't know. I thought you, I thought I was supposed to be in here for the walk and beyond, but anyway, it's okay. We got it. This is part everybody. You're getting a backstage tour right now. This is what it's like to run a national convention for and eight, nine, ten days. Not only that, but what happens when we're out walking? Sometimes we get lost. <laughs> we go the wrong way. And, you know, I mean, like you said, listening with two earbuds in your ear yeah. and going down the road, oh, no, 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 cannot yeah, do no, that. No, no, no. no. Bad idea. I, I, I've known people that have done that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I mean, even with a guide dog, I'd be like, mm, I don't no, trust my dog. No, no, so no. We need to play it safe still, people. Yeah, you've got to be um, aware. Debbie? Yeah. We're going to be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. We That's right. We got are. the newspaper at 9, I think. Yep, we do. Yep. All right, so I'm going to get Eastern out of times. here. And right. uh, you're going in the other room, too? I'm not going to be in the other room. Well, we're going to be, we're going to be uh, popping on uh, the A-Lady device, and we're going to be listening in, maybe make a little popcorn okay. myself because I haven't had dinner yet. Excellent. And, All right. Uh, and we are together again, Convention I'll Connect. S- See you in a few. Yay. That's yeah. great. All right. See you in a few. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in the morning. We're going to be handing it over back to Boston in just a couple of minutes. Yep. 
President we Dan are. Spoon is getting things ready. That was Debbie Hazelton, the head of our ACB Media Network for all of our live streams. Go to acbmedia.org. It's no longer ACB Radio. It's acbmedia.org to find out all things that you need to know in terms of how to experience this convention, how to download the podcast, everything. So these things will be going up in podcast feeds. We have the health uh, wellness track, the technology track, abstract, all the tracks. It's a lot to take care of. ACBmedia.org can set you up. Everybody, have a fantastic convention. I'm going to be talking to you all on Friday when I'm not in Convention Connect for my development report. But be safe, be well, and remember, we're all better together wherever we are. Thanks, everyone. You're listening to coverage of the 2021 Convention of the American Council of the Blind. Welcome, everybody, to the 2021 ACB Conference and Convention. I officially call this annual business meeting and convention to order. Welcome, everybody. And first, I've just got to say, happy birthday and happy anniversary, ACB. Uh Isn't it exciting that here we are for our 60th anniversary? Who, Who could believe that it was 60 years ago that our forefathers and foremothers all came together and walked across that street in Kansas City to form the American Council of the Blind. Thank you for your efforts. We will never forget you and we'll always treasure your memories. And with that, I would like to say our theme for this year's convention is better together wherever we are. And nothing could be more appropriate than this theme for our second ever virtual convention. We've had so much to deal with this year, adversity with a pandemic. We've had to deal with social justice and change and dealing with change, but we've come through it. We've come through it as an organization. I'm so proud of what we've accomplished together as a family. And I'd like to take a moment right now for just a a moment of silent reflection whatever your beliefs may be, to take 30 seconds and just think of those that we've cared about, that we've lost, and that we'll remember in our hearts forever. Please, a a moment of silence. Thank you. And now I'm honored to present the Buffalo Soldiers from Rochester, New York. This is Pennington Moyes VFW Troop 9251 from their VF post, led by Bing Reeves doing the presentation of our colors. And that will be followed by Matthew Sheffron from Massachusetts, a member of the American Council of Line singing the Star-Spangled Banner, our national anthem. The United States flag and the flag of New York proceed up the right aisle. Their uniforms are the dark blue cavalry regiment uniforms, Union soldiers, trimmed in gold with yellow flared gloves. The soldiers are turning to march in front of the stage. Each soldier wears a yellow kerchief tied at the front 
in knee-high boots, black leather boots, white suspenders. Flags are placed in the posts. Colors. Please remain standing. saluted arms are lowered please remain standing as the color guard exits the room thank you Matthew so much for that wonderful rendition of our Star Spangled Banner next I'm honored to introduce a colleague a friend and somebody I've really grown to love and respect our convention Committee Chair Janet Dickelman with a welcome to this 2021 ACB Conference and Convention. Better together wherever we are. Janet. Thank you, Dan. Okay, now you're going to make me cry. That was very kind. Thank you. Um, As Dan said, our convention theme is ACB Better Together Wherever We Are, and we had a contest again this year, and the winning submission for the theme was made by ACB member Janine Stanley, and... um, I'd like to describe the uh, convention logo, which is an artistic rendering of the earth in space in varying shades of blue and white. White circles appear on different parts of the earth uh, with lines connecting them. The globe is turned so that North and South America are toward the front and Europe and Africa are seen off to the, off to the right. Um, There are many points of light 
connected to each other, showing that we are all together no matter where we are. And that is the 2021 ACB convention theme and logo. And right back at you, Mr. Dan Spoon, I feel the same way, turning it over to you now. Thank you. Thank you so much, Janet. I know we're going to have just an outstanding convention. We already have. We're already into our third day, if you can believe it. Isn't that fantastic? It's just been wonderful. Yes. Next, I'm so excited uh, to present a highlight video from when we last met just a year ago with our first virtual convention. And It's amazing what has transpired in these short 12 months. So please sit back and listen and and hear with us and and, and view it as well with that low, if you have low vision or sight, our 2021 highlight video. Each day, the American Council of the Blind expands opportunity and independence for people who are blind and visually impaired. Support us as we celebrate our 60th anniversary and continue to foster voice, choice, and community. ACB together for a bright future and happy birthday acb wow saja shared how acb advocacy helped her locally to have the same access as everyone else i love being a part of acb and i am so proud to be celebrating its 60th anniversary the foundation of what we built is only going to be further enhanced and so you know, we've we've found a way to engage with a whole new group of people uh, that is growing by the day, and we are frankly we're we're so excited, but we're also very appreciative. So many people from the community have these amazing skills that they have shared with us, and I have learned so much. My name is Robert Frawley, and on behalf of Sight Tech Global, I am so excited to have you join us today. I was able Brian Charles to bring myself down from uh, being insulin dependent to not needing to use insulin any longer. Uh, I was able to lose 75 pounds just because I was paying attention to what I ate and how it affected my blood sugar. Clark, are you pumped up for White Cane Day? I am. Thanks everyone joining us on YouTube Live. Hello, I'm Charles Cooper. And on behalf of Signal Outdoors, we're really excited today to have a conversation with Clark Rockfall, walk, walk through some of the, the technologies that have become available that are now being utilized to, to create sort of a better experience for people when they're in the outdoors. The question about technology and how technology can be used by people who are blind and visually impaired, um, especially in outdoor environments, is a really interesting one, Charles. Um, something that Mike, that's close to Mike and my hearts are making sure that students who are graduating from computer science, engineering, design, and related disciplines have fundamental knowledge of both disability and accessibility as, as, they're, as they're learning how to build technology because they're going to graduate. Yeah, and yes, Teach Access. And so we have an ambitious goal, um, me through LinkedIn's affiliation with Teach Access and certainly Facebook's affiliation um, with Teach Access. We have uh, this ambitious goal of meeting uh, 1 million students by 2030 having graduated with some knowledge of accessibility. Fortunately, thanks to companies like Apple, who introduced a year earlier the first accessible iPhone, we knew what could be done. And thanks to groups like the American Council of the Blind, we knew our voices 
calling for equality in a changing media landscape would be heard. That's what made the day in the White House so special when President Obama signed into law the 21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act. Welcome to the 2020 convention of the American Council of the Blind. Senator Ed Markey, Senator from Massachusetts. And while I wish we could be together in person for your annual conference and convention, I want to thank the American Council of the Blind and all its partners for your incredible continuing commitment, even through this pandemic, to connecting everyone and bringing opportunities to all. Welcome to uh, YouTube Live today here at the American Council of the Blind. And we're really excited today to celebrate International Day of Persons with Disabilities. My name is Roy Samuelson. I'm a tall male wearing a black T-shirt under a wrinkled denim jacket. I smile a lot and get animated when I get passionate. First of all, thank you for inviting us audio description narrators into your TVs, your theaters, and your smartphones. Hi, I'm Matthew Cott, Chief Executive of Vocalize from the UK. We're so incredibly grateful and proud to have been given this award. The award comes at a time when theatres, museums and heritage sites across the UK face an uncertain future. And we're all concerned with ensuring access and inclusion are not sacrificed in the new normal. The award's already been a great morale booster to help us at this time. Thank you, Janet. Thank you to your committee. And thanks to all those other countless volunteers, our ACB radio team, our ACB staff, and the hundreds and hundreds of volunteers who have made this convention uh, a reality. Wow, I tell you, every time I see highlights like this of our, of our organization, of our family, of our community, of ACB, I have to just say thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who steps up and goes beyond the call of duty to help our organization and help the blind and low vision community survive and thrive. I come to you tonight as your ACB president to share with you that ACB, our organization, is strong. It is strong not only in treasure, it is strong in talent, and it is strong in volunteer time. It is all of us coming together to make a difference. In ACB, we did it. We did it. When others thought we couldn't, we stepped up. We made a difference with our time. Over 42,000 hours of volunteer time from our organization and our members this year worth over a million dollars. Us, blind people helping blind people. Talent, oh my gosh, the talent that this organization shows day in and day out. From our Friends in Art Showcase to our amazing primetime shows that you'll see this weekend, to our advocacy efforts, to our willingness to get together person by person and support each other. Support each other at a time when we needed it the most. Through a huge year of an amazing worldwide pandemic, ACB did not falter. We stood strong. We not only stood strong, we grew. We advanced. I come to you tonight happy to let you know that the ACB Treasury 
is in the finest position it's been in in the history of the American Council of the Blind. We sit with endowment funds worth over $5.3 million, funding our scholarships into the future, giving ourselves a healthy board reserve. So if once again, we have a crisis, we have the reserves to deal with it. That we have now a legacy endowment fund with over $1.7 million and growing. 5.3 million. There's people out there that I can think the I know they have to have a smile on their face, and I won't mention too many names, but the Carla Rushables, the Mitch Pomerances, the people that work, the Ron Millimans, the people that work so hard to make sure we would have financial stability. And we still have a long way to go, but I'm here to tell you we are the healthiest we've ever been. And I want to say thank you. Thank you to the five living ACB presidents who gave of their time and talent and their treasury in some cases to help build this organization. Kim Charlson, Mitch Pomerantz, Chris Gray, Paul Edwards, and Oral Miller, five members of our organization who gave us the foundation on which to build a brighter future. I'm also here to celebrate a convention, a convention like none other. Janet did a wonderful job of welcoming us to our 2021 ACB conference and convention. Better together wherever we are. And boy, nothing could be farther, further, further from the truth. I mean, so we, we have done so much as an organization. This convention will feature 166 breakout sessions with over 400 participants. We've trained 125 Zoom hosts, and 40-something of them will be participating through this convention this week. We have dozens of broadcasters for ACB Media. We will have a series of amazing primetime shows throughout the week. And we as an organization have come together and are working to be inclusive like we've never been before. We will see for the first time that all our members will have an opportunity to vote, to exercise their democratic right to be a member of the American Council of the Blind as we conduct 13, that's right, 13 candidate elections. We have also stepped forward in the area of diversity, equity, and inclusion, changing our board policies to allow people to have more easy access to become board members by increasing our board stipend. Also, by allowing more flexibility for people to participate in a hybrid uh, virtual environment if traveling is difficult for them, either because of their health or their financial commitments or their work-life balance. We have worked to include extra fields in our membership database, recommended and voted by our membership through a resolution presented by our Multicultural Affairs Committee that we will identify, if people want to, it's voluntary, but people, we will track our gender identity and we will track our race and ethnicity. We will learn who makes up our membership and we will be able to use that information to intentionally work for grants 
and further improve our investments in all of our communities, our communities of color, our communities of, of Spanish language. We have now are offering monthly Spanish language community events only in Spanish for people who are, are, are more comfortable in that environment. So as you see, we have worked so hard to become what Penny Reader says, that I love this quote. So Penny, I'm going to steal it from you tonight. ACB has become the organization that I always thought it could be and hoped it could be. Thank you, Penny, for those words. And thank you, ACB, for all you've done to get us to this point in time. We have many more challenges ahead, but we together will meet those challenges. Remember, ACB, we did it, and we will continue to do it. And now I'll be back for some closing thoughts, but now I'd like to introduce Eric Bridges, our executive director, a partner, a colleague, a man who has an amazing vision for this organization. And I'd like him to share some of our advancements and advocacy to share with you what we've been able to do to grow out our staff and professionalize our environment. Eric, it's a pleasure and honor to work with you and I'd love to welcome you to this state of the message. So, Eric. Thank you, Dan. Uh... It's hard to hard to top what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> You'll yeah. do it, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, good evening, everybody. I am so happy to be with all of you this evening. Uh, there is a, a word that immediately comes to mind over the last year when I take a look around at all that has happened and all that is going on, and that word is growth. The financial growth that Dan spoke about earlier uh, has enabled us to very strategically invest uh, the, those financial resources into employees. And this year, I'm proud to say that we have welcomed five new individuals to Team ACB. Just since March, as a matter of fact, which a little crazy for uh, for us. We've never gone through this level of, of growth, but these individuals are necessary for us to continue our mission and to continue to do more for not just ACB, but for the broader community, because there are folks that do not belong to ACB that call us, that reach out every single day, and we're there to help them as well. So just wanted to recognize these five individuals. In March, Swathananda Kumar joined the team as our advocacy and outreach specialist. Uh, we enjoyed very much working with Claire Stanley over the last uh, couple of years, and she elected to move on to another opportunity. So we welcomed Swatha, and it's been great having her on board. Also in March, we welcomed as an employee Jolyn Bailey Page is our audio description project coordinator and grant writer. It's wonderful to have her. And actually, she's here with us this evening on the other side of the wall. Uh, it's been great to have her in, in the office as she lives out in the, in the San Francisco Bay Area. In April, we were so fortunate to receive 
some funding from the Gibney Family Foundation to be able to provide some much needed assistance uh, for all of the community work that exploded over the you know the last year, and we're very uh, excited to bring on to the team Colby Garrison, who lives in North Carolina. In May, we hired, and this is a big step for us as an organization, as the, the communications function within ACB has not really been professionalized in, in our history. In, in May, we hired a manager of communications. Uh, she lives in Savannah, Georgia. Her name is Jennifer Flat, and she's hit the ground running. It's been great. And then just within the last month, we hired an individual to come work with us here in the national office. As you all are aware, we receive a, a, a pretty tremendous volume of phone calls uh, during the week uh, from folks who are members, folks who aren't members, uh, frankly, family members and friends of individuals that are losing their vision. And it, it is a capacity uh, challenge for us at times to do the work of the organization and also uh, field all of these calls. And so June 21st, I was very happy to announce that uh, Deborah Brown, she goes by Debbie, would be joining the team to help us with those phone calls as well as uh, assist the staff. Uh, it's been great to have Debbie on the team and, uh, and, really happy that we're getting to know her and she's hit the ground running actively contributing uh, to the team. So that's a lot. We are finished for fiscal year 2021 uh, with our, our hiring. Um, I would like to acknowledge uh, the, the work of Erica Keller, uh, who is our HR specialist uh, that worked with us as well as the hiring managers to identify uh, the, the great candidates, the finalists, and ultimately uh, the folks that I'm speaking about now. So also within the last year, in, uh, in April of 2020, we began a journey, uh, the journey of EOS. What is EOS? It's not like ELO, the 70s uh, classic rock band. Um, EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System, which essentially is a, it's a methodology or a structure for how to manage an organization. And let me tell you, this organization is complex. Uh, it, you know, being a member organization, having uh, 30, I believe it's 38 different committees, the affiliate structure, it, it is, um, which, which we don't manage. And but being able to include folks, being able to better understand how we operate and how how we can continue to evolve in the 21st century as a national organization. And so EOS has helped us with that to to kind of parallel that as part of EOS. There's something called the L10 meeting. And really, it's a designed to be a, a 90 minute meeting where you go through uh, a series of short discussions to better understand what is happening, uh, spending a little bit of time getting to talk to one another about personal and professional 
highlights from the last week. Uh, going over data, being able to talk about rocks, and rocks in this instance means the objectives, the quarterly objectives uh, that you have set uh, for yourself or for the organization or that others have set. Talking about if you're on track to accomplish those rocks or or not. To, to be able to identify, discuss, and solve outstanding issues as a, as a team. This uh, is, a, is a very big thing uh, to, to be able to, to ultimately at the end solve, and sometimes solving means that there are to-dos, to-dos, action items that come from that, that you or others will be going off and taking care of that would have a deadline in a week or two. Why am I saying this? Well, the leadership team of this organization embraced this concept of a meeting like this. And every Thursday we get together, do the 90 minutes. It's been wonderful for our own sanity in a lot of ways uh, to be able to, to track how we're doing, what it, you know, the successes, but also the, the things that are still hanging that we need to take care of. As we got began to get better at this and we're not perfect at it, we decided to to talk about it with the affiliate presidents as well as the committee chairs of this fine organization to offer it up as as a potential structure for uh, the meetings that the monthly meetings that the committees and steering committees have. And it's been wonderful to, to watch the L10 format roll out across our steering committees and now several of our committees. And it was nice to hear earlier today during the committee chairs meeting uh, just how many of the committees are utilizing. It can be customized. It can, it can uh, work for you in whatever way you want, but there's a template there that allows for great communication and ultimately uh, achievement. It's been, it's been uh, a, a wonder uh, for, for me, as well as uh, the folks that work with me on a day-to-day basis. I, I appreciate it so much. So over the last year, I hope that you've witnessed an increase in how we communicate with you all and the means through which we are doing it every day, whether it's constant contact with dots and dashes, whether it's our podcasts, whether it's the Braille Forum, whether it's Twitter and Facebook, YouTube, and accompanying live streaming videos, which we're doing a lot of these days. So much has happened. I am very proud to be able to share the launch of acbmedia.org, which took place on July 1st. All of you at one point or another have gone to acbradio.org to download podcasts, to listen to the, the various streams for ACB Radio. ACB Media is the 21st, uh, it's the 2021 version of ACB Radio. It has all 10 of our streams. It's got our podcasts. It has the forum. It's got our blog. All contained there. All of our digital communications are there. And uh, it's been it's been a little over a year in the making. Uh, 
it is fast, it is helpful, and uh, I would like to publicly recognize and thank Jeff Bishop, uh, board member of ACB, for all of his time and efforts to ensure that it was up and running before this convention. Thank you, Jeff. In May, as I said, we welcomed uh, Jennifer Flatt to our team to help coordinate all of these many communications channels. It has been great to get to know her. She has you know, vast experience in having worked in the uh, Canadian government doing communications work for the prime minister and look forward to those of you out there getting to, to know her as the year and years move on. We did something last night that was pretty fun. We kicked off a campaign, the first of its kind, at least with regard to ACB. We kicked off the Get Up and Get Moving campaign. What is it? Well, this is a three-year campaign that's focused on us as a community getting up and getting moving. Duh, right? Well, the pandemic taught us a lot of things. One of the things that, that it really showed, which was unpleasant, uh, was how many of us really weren't getting up and getting moving even before the pandemic. And unfortunately, it became even more challenging during the pandemic. Diabetes is, a, is, the, large, is the largest cause of blindness in working age individuals these days. So diabetic retinopathy, right? How do we begin to deal with that? How do we begin to deal with the psychological challenges that we've uh, encountered along with the health challenges over the last year? It's time for us to get up and walk around, run around, exercise. That is what the Get Up and Get Moving campaign is all about. It's about taking back our independence and our health, whether it's walking around your neighborhood, going to a, a track at a high school, going to a health club, could just be doing sit-ups in your living room, having the ability to move, to, to work up a sweat, even if it's 10, 15 minutes a day, does you so much good from a, from a health, but also mental health standpoint. To go along with that, there's, an, there's really a, an advocacy component to this as well. We want to raise awareness of the challenges that our community still has in accessing fitness equipment as well as durable medical equipment. So things that devices that help us monitor and maintain our own health so that we in turn can take back our own health and not rely upon loved ones or friends to let us know, you know, what our, what our glucose is reading or what our temperature is or what our blood pressure is. Those are all things that we should know. So doing outreach to those sectors of corporate America through this campaign, uh, very important would like to recognize Zanda Pharmaceuticals for being a health hero um, and get, climbing aboard this campaign to be able to, to really uh, give the visibility uh, that, you know, if you're not sleeping well, uh, there are going to be some other challenges that you have. 
and uh, obviously their, uh, their medication, along with just their overwhelming support of our organization over the last several years, not just the national organization, but many state affiliates. Um, it's been tremendous. So thank you very much, Vanda. In October, we're going to kick this off in person on October 15th in New York City. We're going to have a walk. It's going to be great. Uh, there will be more details on this to come, but it's going to be it's going to be a first of its kind from our perspective, and want folks to consider coming. We will also likely have a, a, a component of this for folks to be able to to participate remotely as well. Holy cow, ACB is 60 years old. ACB doesn't look a day over 40. July 7th, we celebrated the, the 60th birthday of, of this fine organization. And we also started the 60 for 60 campaign, which is seeking to raise $60,000 over the next year. And uh, we've hit the ground running. We've raised $1,800 thus far. And I'm very proud uh, to announce that Vespero has made a, a large donation that seeks to help us in this 60 for 60. Uh, in the next couple of days, you'll be seeing uh, more details on uh, the donation and, and how you and other corporate partners can help us achieve that $60,000 goal. Advocacy. You probably thought he's not talking about advocacy. Uh, advocacy is at the core of me. Uh, as some of you may know, I, I led our uh, governmental affairs and advocacy work for many years here. And uh, it's still a big part of, of my overall interest. And frankly, I'm a blind guy, so I live advocacy at times as well. Um, we've had some tremendous uh, success over the last year in, in a couple of different areas. And I just want to highlight the, the work that we've done in voting and ensuring accessible, independent voting for folks who are blind. Uh, much of this work um, has been led in our office by Clark Rockfall, our, our Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs. He uh, has worked in, with a great deal of collaboration uh, with many of our state affiliates, uh, upwards of, of 12 affiliates around the country have witnessed increased accessibility in, in accessible voting, which is really, it's, it's awesome. You know, being able to uh, electronically receive your ballot, mark it, and then return it. Uh, that's real independence. That's real security from our perspective. Uh, some of this has come through administrative changes in, in the states. Some of it has come through legisl legislative changes within the states. And some of it has had to come through litigation. States like North Carolina, Massachusetts, Delaware, Maine, West Virginia um, have all witnessed increased accessibility to remote voting. And I'm, I'm so 
pleased. We are we are recognized as as an influencer, as a as a a real uh, subject. We've got the subject matter expertise to to deal with this. This the state the states are where the votes take place, and so each state is different, it has its own um, unique contours, and uh, state presidents. Uh, have have reached out sometimes we've reached out to state presidents but it's been uh, it's been great our work is not over by any stretch of the imagination uh clark uh, along with other state affiliate presidents um can the work continues on in, in places like illinois and kentucky so there's that how about accessible currency accessible currency is uh the the long ongoing challenge that we face. The 2008 uh, court order really dictates that, that the nation's paper currency should be made accessible. And we've been after that since uh, 2002. We're now in 2021. The issue of Harriet Tubman uh, and her portrait being put on the $20 bill earlier this year raised uh, more visibility to our specific issue, which uh, has been, I think, a very good thing for the the prospects of us at some point before I retire <laughs> having accessible currency in this country. Uh, we have been profiled or quoted in publications such as the Wall Street Journal, thehill.com, where we had an editorial placed written by Dan Spoon, as well as an article that was written by the White House reporter for the Washington Post just within the last month. So this issue has has, uh, received increased visibility, which is great for for this issue. We are not going to let it go. Corporate America, we are viewed as a trusted partner by many corporations in this country, many of whom you will recognize as sponsors of this convention. The really nice thing about them sponsoring this convention is that they see the value in working with us. These relationships aren't transactional. We don't just see them at the convention. We work with these companies throughout the course of the year on any number of issues. Our relationships tend to begin with these companies as advocacy initiatives that grow into uh, relationships and and partnerships that, in some cases, have lasted two decades. One of these relationships is with Verizon, and more specifically, Verizon Media. In March of this year, they reached out to us to, to inform us that they would like to donate digital ad space on some of their digital properties. So they own brands such as Yahoo, AOL, and others. And I'm, I'm very pleased that in June, we had our first ad that received 350,000 impressions promoting this very convention, which is fantastic. We also have an ad on Yahoo Finance right now it will receive 15 million views before it ends. And it is our our 60 for 60 
video that's located on acb.org. By the way, if you're interested in learning more about our organization, or if you wish to support any of these campaigns, please feel free to visit acb.org and click on the donate button. Finally, before I, I depart, I wanna highlight a really cool event that's gonna take place Friday night. One of our very best partners, corporate partners, has enthusiastically agreed to work with us to live stream the opening, well, not live stream, but to stream the opening ceremonies of the Olympics. If they were live streaming, we'd have to do it in the middle of the night. Um, but Comcast, NBC Universal, um, the ability to, to have that and those opening ceremonies live streamed and audio and video and to have that be audio described. Comcast has gone above and beyond uh, the requirements by law and regulation. They are continuing to do really cool things with live audio description, such as the Thanksgiving Day Parade last year and many other musicals down through the years. Uh, it's great. Before that happens, we're going to do a pre-show. Kim Charlson and Clark Rackfold will be interviewing uh, Paralympians, Olympians, um, and uh, some folks that work for NBC in engineering. By the way, Clark Rackfall is a Paralympian, and he notified me that you're never a former Paralympian. I guess it's like being a Marine. You are always a Paralympian. So with that, um, I am so proud of the things that we are doing. The work that we do is critical. It is important, not just to ACB, but to the rest of the nation's blind and visually impaired population, but I would also argue a lot of the work that we are doing is having a, a profound impact on folks living around the world. Uh, we can't do this without you. While we have hired more people, we've done it strategically. I hope that you all get the opportunity to meet some of these fine folks throughout the course of the next year. And I can't wait to be with you all again in 2022 in person in Omaha. Thanks so much for your time and enjoy this wonderful convention. Dan, I'll hand it back to you. Thank you, Eric. What an amazing report from Eric Bridges, our executive director. And special thanks to the ACB staff. What an amazing set of activities and accomplishments that our staff working with our members have been able to pull together for this year. And at this point in time, I want to take a moment and thank our ACB Board of Directors, the group that partners with our staff, along with our steering committees and our overall committees to do so much valuable work for this organization. And I'm very proud of what the board was able to accomplish this year, bleeding in from last year. First, approving the code of conduct and standing that up so that we each day and in each way show each other respect as we go through our activities inside of the American Council of Blind. But besides our code of conduct, we have established five core values that this organization, its leaders, and its staff honor every day. Those five core values are integrity and honesty, 
respect, collaboration, flexibility, and boy, are we really spending a lot of effort in that one, and initiative. And our organization has lived up to all five of these core values. I thank the board for approving them, our membership for adopting them. Many of our affiliates have also adopted them. And thank you for making those difficult decisions and doing the right thing. Also making the difficult decisions to move forward with not only the virtual convention last year, but in a very timely fashion, electing to have a virtual convention this year so we could plan it, plan it accordingly. And also having a wonderful DC leadership conference. In the middle of a pandemic, we did not shrink when it came to how in the world do we go to Capitol Hill and advocate for our positions. We stood tall. We expanded our D.C. leadership conference. The advocacy steering committee stepped up and hosted with the direction of Clark Rackfall, our affiliate, excuse me, our advocacy and governmental affairs director, an amazing D.C. leadership conference that featured wonderful panels from experts across the country, partners of ours, but not only our partners uh, within uh, disciplines of government and disability. We also reached out to our partners inside the blindness community and hosted the first ever fireside chat where we brought together partners and allies to work collaboratively, another one of our core values for the betterment of the blind and low vision community. I want to also thank two board of directors who are rolling off as board members at the end of this convention. First, Sarah Altman. Many of you will remember her as Sarah Conway, Conrad, who joined the convention, who joined the board with me nine years ago in 2012. Sarah, little did we know where life would take us on this journey with ACB. But thank you, Sarah, for all of your efforts helping our organization, enrolling from a student to now a proud attorney. We've, we've watched you grow and you have helped ACB grow. Thank you so much. And also thank you to Dan Dillon, a gentleman along with his wife, Brenda, who helped introduce me at the national level to the American Council of the Blind. Today, our ACB Brenda, Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk is in honor of Brenda Dillon one of our leaders that we help so guide our future. And Dan Dillon, you've always been a friend and a mentor. Thank you so much for all of your service to the American Council of the Blind. And we know both of you are never not going anywhere. You may not be on the board, but we know we can still count on you uh, for your volunteerism as true, solid members of the American Council of the Blind. I also want to thank Mitch Pomerantz, past president of the American Council of the Blind, but also delegate to the World Blind Union for 12 years. Mitch stepped up, and he was the first vice president of the North American Caribbean region. He helped on the employment committee. He has been an amazing mentor and an advocate for blind issues in the American Council of the Blind throughout the world. Mitch. Thank you so much for your service with ACB on the world, at, at the World Blind Union. 
And I also have to say congratulations to Kim Charlson, who is now the president of the North American Caribbean region of the World Blind Union. Congratulations, Kim. Thanks for representing us at this most recently completed World Blind Union Quadrennial. And thank you for your guidance uh, inside of ACB and representing us at the WBU. We also have really strengthened our nine programs and services inside of the American Council of the Blind with the establishment of our steering committees with both a member and a staff lead. Those nine programs, convention, advocacy, membership services, information referral and peer support, scholarship and awards, audio description project, public awareness, administration and management, and development and fundraising have all grown over these last two years. They've all implemented the L10 uh, traction meeting format and are establishing rocks, solving problems by identifying, discussing, and solving, and really moving this organization forward. So thanks to all of you. Thanks to our committee chairs. Thanks to our affiliate presidents. We all meet on a regular basis now with transparency and communications. I want to highlight our scholarships for this year. We have partnered, again, another word of partnership with the American Foundation for the Blind to now be able to offer $90,000 a year in scholarships to 21 outstanding scholarship winners. You'll hear their interviews and presentations through our general sessions over the next four days. What an amazing group of young individuals who will be our advocates and leaders of the future. Thank you to the scholarship committee for all their hard work. And a special thanks to Nancy Marks Becker and Nancy Christine Fila, who work tirelessly behind the scenes to help prepare these scholarship applications. This year, we broke a record with 154 applications for our scholarships. Absolutely outstanding. And in the area of audio description, wow. What progress we've made there. Special thanks to the Bay State Council of the Blind and to Kim Charlson and Brian Charlson for their work in a structured negotiation with HBO. That ended with HBO committing to offer 1,500 hours of audio described content this year. That will increase to 3,000 hours next year and 6,000 hours the year after that. They've also committed that 100% of all their new original content will be audio described and that their website will be fully accessible as well as their app. So thank you, Kim and Brian, for your efforts in that area. I also want to highlight, I believe, a one-of-a-kind uh, primetime show that will take place tomorrow night when Carl Richardson will welcome eight of the most amazing corporations in America to talk about streaming in the 21st century. Uh, this is the American Council of Blind, folks. We did it. We are hosting a primetime show with Netflix, Amazon, Apple, Disney, HBO, AT&T, Viacom, CBS, 
and Comcast NBC Universal. Folks, it doesn't get any bigger than that. And ACB has brought those giants in the communications and media arena together to field our questions and help us understand how they're going to make audio description available for us now and forevermore. It's not a privilege. It's a right. We fought for it. We've earned it. ACB, we did it. I also want to thank those that will be honored tonight. You'll hear them a little, hear them a little bit later. But special thanks to the DKM Fund Committee for selecting five J.P. Morgan Chase Fellows and two ACB first-timers. You'll hear their stories this evening, but these are seven tremendous future leaders of our organization. I want to close tonight by kind of sharing and reflecting on the message I left with you all last year, that in a pandemic, in a tragedy, in a time of upheaval is a time when not only bad can happen, but also there's such an opportunity for good. We are seeing that. We are seeing that in legislation that has been proposed. There's opportunities with, with new bills that are being presented to Congress that will allow, we hope for, accessible voting that will improve our, our uh, situation in transportation that will allow us to get the health, durable medical equipment that we need to live safe and healthy lives. There's many opportunities. We are coming together in an amazing collaborative effort. I'm also seeing what can only be expected, but periods of angst and maybe even sometimes anger coming out of the pandemic. It's a time that took a lot of our control away. And what we have is each other. And I want to encourage you. I actually, the, the message that will be in the August forum is entitled, Please Be Kind to Each Other. And I ask you so much as we continue down our journey as an ACB family that we need to be kind to each other in our thoughts, in our emails, in our conversations. I wanted to share a personal story with you that has stuck with me now for over 40 years. As you guys know, I'm, I'm kind of a sports fan, and I went to the University of Florida. That's right, young folks, 40 years ago. It was a long time ago. And back then, you didn't have to pay anything to go to a Gator baseball game. All you had to do was, you know, bring a, bring a cooler and walk up to the, walk up to the field sit down on wooden bleachers. You remember when you just had wooden bleachers and if you weren't careful, you'd fall through them? Well, that's what the University of Florida baseball field was. And we were playing, say we, because I'm a Gator, but Florida was playing Vanderbilt, the Vanderbilt Commodores, who had a pretty doggone, doggone good baseball team. And it was you know, an SEC rivalry. And so me and my buddies, we were sitting there in the bleachers and we were doing what 20-year-old college students do, right? We were razzing the heck out of those van. We were sitting behind the, the Vanderbilt dugout. We were giving that manager, giving that coach just the dickens, you know. Hey, hey, buddy, who, 
who who's your tailor omar the tent maker good god who thinks you look good in that uniform my god who cuts your hair you know you cut your hair with a lawnmower you know we're you are we're giving him the dickens we're you know we're heckling him we're we're kind of doing what people will do at baseball games right and you know and first inning goes second inning goes third inning goes and all of a sudden I I look down in the you know this the, the 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 plank below me in the wooden bleachers the seat below me there's a woman with her little seven year old daughter and they're watching the game and she starts to cry and she looks at her mom and you know she says mommy she says what honey what's wrong she said mommy why do those men behind us hate daddy so much and I want to tell you. That hit me right there. I will remember it for the rest of my life. What you say and what you do has an impact on people that you don't even realize. So being kind is not hard, but it is so, so important. I ruined that little eight-year-old girl's vacation. She was having spring vacation on a nice March summer day in Florida, and I'm making her cry. I will never forget it. So I ask each of you, as you move through this convention, as you participate in community events, as you have committee meetings, whatever it is where you're interacting with other folks, please be kind. Your words matter. Now, having said that, I've got to end on a really happy note, and that is I want to talk to you about our community events and the work we've done a lot with the guidance of our membership services coordinator, Cindy Hollis. We have come together as an organization, blind people helping blind people, making a difference, not only helping each other with entertainment, with technology, with support, with, you know, anything, exercise, my wife is yelling from the other room. So anything that you want to do as an individual, we've probably got a community event that will, that will meet your needs. And if we don't, just give Cindy a call and we can have it on the air next week. To this date, we have had over 4,000 700 community events, which have impacted. Now, these are not unique individuals. We have had 125,000 touches, 125,000 times somebody has called in, Zoomed in, phoned in, whatever it took to get into an ACB community event to share their thoughts, their time, their talent. They have made a difference. We have made a difference in each other's lives. ACB, we did it. And my challenge to you, for all new members that are attending their ACB convention for the first time, and also for you old-timers out there who it's your 30th or 40th convention, I have a challenge for you this week. Meet a new friend. Make a new acquaintance. Write me at dspoon at acb.org and let me know 
who did you meet at this convention that you didn't know before? Make a contact, make a connection, grow your network, grow your friends. This is what ACB is all about. I leave you tonight letting you know that ACB is healthy, we are strong, we are moving forward, and folks, we are going to be together in 2022 at the D.C. Leadership Conference in Washington, D.C., and our 2022 convention in Omaha, Nebraska. Thank you. Thank you for being a member or a friend of ACB, and thank you for what you do for this organization. Next, I would like to introduce to you Lucy Edmonds, speaking of community, Lucy, uh, representing many of the hosts and facilitators and participants in our community events, came to me and said, our community would like to recognize not only the American Council of the Blind, but an individual that has made a difference in their lives. So I would now like to introduce Lucy Edmonds from Michigan to read a tribute letter. Lucy? Good evening, ACB. And I'd like to thank President Dan for allowing me this opportunity to speak to you tonight on behalf of the members of the ACB community. Over the past 16 months, the pandemic has presented many challenges to ACB, but one of the bright spots has been the growth and development of the ACB community. I'm not exactly sure when Cindy Hollis came up with the idea of starting the community calls, but I'm fairly certain she had no clue that it would blossom into the wonderful close-knit group that it has become. The community has helped to get so many of us through our loneliness and isolation during this difficult time, and we have developed friendships that never would have been possible. Many of us have been able to learn new things as a result of the community calls and to become more involved in the ACB as volunteers. Even though there have been many people involved in the ongoing day-to-day operation of the community, Cindy has been the instrumental force behind us with her compassionate, caring, and enthusiastic spirit. So we wanted to express our love and appreciation to her with a few little token gifts. We need to thank Cindy's daughter, Amelia, for letting us have the gifts sent to her house and for bringing them to Cindy tonight so that this could remain a surprise. So, Cindy, we want to present you with these gifts, along with a big group virtual community hug to thank you and to show you how much we love and appreciate you. So, first... Excuse me. We have a plaque for you in print and braille. So um, if we could, uh, if Amelia, could you please give her the plaque so she can read it to us? Amelia is not here. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) She was going to be there. 
<laughs> she said she was coming over, but she's not here yet. Oh, oh my gosh, I think she might have the times wrong. I am so... I, I could call her. She's three minutes from me. <laughs> oh, no. I had no idea. You guys, I know you didn't. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, maybe, maybe, Lucy, you can just share what they are for right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. The, the plaque says, presented to Cindy, I think Cindy D. Hollis, I think it says, uh, July I don't know, July 2021, <laughs> embrace, engage, empower. Uh, anyway, it's from the ACB community. I know it says that on, on that, on the plaque at some point. <laughs> and oh, so next, I, I'll tell you about all the gifts and then you okay. can get them. All right. So next we have a silver heart pendant on a chain with the word friend in Braille and next, we have a Minnie Mouse coffee mug that we are sure that you're going to love. And it has a funny little saying on it relative to the community calls. Well, I'll tell you, it says, can you, can you hear me now? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it is in Braille as well. Oh, my gosh. But wait, we're not finished yet. (laughs) Tomorrow, in your personal email box, you will be receiving a $100 gift card to the Braille Bookstore, a $150 gift card to Amazon, where we know you love to shop, and an MP3 file of a recorded Zoom call in which many of us expressed our love, appreciation, and friendship to you. So these are all things that you can remember us by, as if you could ever forget us. (laughs) (laughs) So, Cindy, you make our hearts so happy. Thank you so much for all you have done for all of us. Oh, my gosh. Um, wow, Dan and Eric, you guys are good. I had no idea. And, um, (laughs) and as well as Lucy and her other little, uh, secretive people, um, this is a slight community, uh, but I will just say, uh, yes, my, my heart is happy and my heart is full. And, um, I was talking to some people earlier today about how much I love the community, but I love the community so much because I love how people love each other. I love witnessing when someone's having a bad day and people stopping the discussion to lift them up. And uh, if you have not been a part of community events, what are you waiting for? There are some amazing Amazing people waiting to welcome you in to a community that truly lives even our core values, safe, respectful, and welcoming all of the time. Thank you, Lucy, and and whoever thought of all of that. And I just wish I could share it with everybody. Uh, I, I, wow, you know, anyway, uh, thank you. Thank you, Cindy. Uh, we, we we thank you for all that you do. And now, if somebody wants to join that community list, how do they do that, Cindy? 
if they just drop an email to community at acb.org, I will get you signed up and you'll get that daily email in your inbox with all the Zoom links and uh, we would just love to have you and Dan is right. If you have an idea or something you would like to bring to the community, just bring it on. Um, People always ask, would they? And I'm like, yeah, they would. They would do it. They'll go. I promise. We build it. They come. Right, Lucy? (laughs) That is correct. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Congratulations, Cindy. Thank thank you, you Lucy, and your team. Thanks so much. Thank you, Dan. Next, it's time for us to recognize one of our key diamond sponsors for this convention and a tremendous partner for the American Council of the Blind. So I would like to welcome Jeff Petty, who is the Principal Program Manager for Windows Accessibility for Microsoft from Seattle, Washington. Welcome, Jeff. I'm excited to speak with you about the Microsoft Windows accessibility journey today. My name is Jeff Petty. I'm a middle-aged white male with brown hair with a touch of gray speaking to you from my home office. I lead the Windows accessibility team. I'm going to be sharing our accessibility journey in four parts today. First, I'm going to share a little bit about me. I'm going to tell my story. Second, I'll look back at where we've been, in particular with Windows accessibility. Third, I'll look forward with Microsoft Accessibility all up and again, talk a little bit about where Windows is heading. And fourth and finally, I'll close with a call to action. When I tell the story of me, I usually start with my dad. Like so many others, my dad was a huge influence in my life. He flew planes in World War II. He got a degree in aeronautical engineering from Purdue University. He had a career creating satellite. I'm showing a slide. Uh, with an image of the Hubble Space Telescope, which my dad helped to create. I thought the Hubble Space Telescope, which was an incredible invention to help us understand our universe, was his life's work. I learned later in my life that it was a side project. My father spent most of his career building spy satellites that helped maintain the balance of, of power during the Cold War. I didn't learn about his work until it was declassified. He was passionate about purpose driven work. He was passionate about making a difference at home in the US and for the world abroad. And he instilled in me the need to make a difference in the world with my work. I've spent most of my career in purpose-driven work. I joined Microsoft about seven years ago and started working on accessibility from the start. One of my earliest projects was creating tools to make it easier for everyone, including people with uh, with dyslexia to read and write. These learning tools are now used by more than 20 million people a month to read and write and edge an office. Soon after creating learning tools, I was asked to lead the Windows Accessibility Team. I joined the Windows Accessibility Team just after we launched Windows 10. Looking back over the past five or so years, though we have much more to do, I'm happy to say we started with bold ambitions. We recognized that while Windows Accessibility was needed, we had an opportunity to go from being needed to being wanted and even loved. More than a billion people enjoy creating, connecting, learning, and achieving on Windows. Beyond simply making these things possible, we aspire for each of our users across the disability spectrum to enjoy experiences that are efficient, fun, 
and yes, delightful. We started by wanting experiences for people who are low vision or blind, like magnifier and narrator, to be great. We aspire for people who are blind to be able to independently set up and use their devices, to author professional documents efficiently. We aspire for them to have always available natural text-to-speech, great bread, and other experiences. As I look back on our journey, I thought it would be interesting to share our approach or how we think about product making beyond just our aspirations. I think about our approach in terms of people, process, and product. In terms of people, first and foremost, we're customer focused. We define specific customers across the disability spectrum, including people with vision, hearing, mobility, speech, and cognitive disabilities. And we're focused on understanding, meeting, and even exceeding their needs and expectations. Second, we're inclusive. We create solutions with and for our customers with disabilities. For example, we have several people who are low vision or blind on the Windows Accessibility team, many of whom are members of ACB. We have an advisory board. Uh, we work directly with insiders and other users with disabilities. Finally, we're partner focused. We understand that the best experience on Windows today is often a partner solution like JAWS, NVDA, or ZoomText. We work closely with partners to ensure that our shared customers have a great Windows experience. If there are issues, the buck stops with Microsoft. Ultimately, Microsoft is accountable for ensuring that any issues get addressed for the experiences that run on Windows. In terms of process, we create Windows and other experiences that are accessible by design. We trust teams to create accessible experiences, but we also verify their work with independent tests. And finally, we're increasingly agile. We try things. We don't always get it right the first time, but we learn and improve over time. One of the things I'll talk about, I think time and time again, in this talk and, and you know, in the future, is the Disability Answer Desk. When we get feedback through the Disability Answer Desk, we track it and we drive those issues to resolution over time. It's one of the ways that when we don't get things right the first time, uh, we can make improvements over time. Lastly, in terms of product, we're focused on creating a durable foundation for accessibility. We want Windows to continue to get faster and more reliable for Microsoft and partner experiences over time. And we wanna create experiences that are efficient and, and yes, delightful so that users love Windows. Um, I've spoken to many, many users that have shared that it takes longer uh, for them to do things like author a professional email, a document or a presentation than their sighted peers. When we say efficient, uh, these are just a few of the examples that we mean uh, by creating efficient and yes, delightful experiences. Finally, looking back in terms of outcomes, we've made progress towards our bold ambitions and humbly, we still have much to do. We know that people with low vision are increasingly choosing free built-in tools to make windows easier to see and use. People with low vision are choosing the options we added, including for larger text, bigger, brighter mouse pointers, a text cursor indicator, and great magnifier experiences. They're choosing a magnifier because it now includes the ability to read text aloud with simple commands and things like a centered mouse mode. We know that people who are blind are increasingly setting up their devices with Narrator. We know that they're learning Narrator using the new Quick Start Guide and appreciate the more familiar keyboard commands. Narrator is now more like 
other commonly available screen readers with its commanding mode. We know that they're trying Narrator with apps like Outlook and Edge, and that most appreciate our progress, but they still prefer other screen readers for their primary screen readers. We know we have much to do to continue uh, to make Narrator great. And we're investing in things like uh, more consistent navigation, better voices, Braille, and more efficient app experiences. Looking forward, I'm excited to continue to make progress so that Narrator is a great option and to spur innovation across the Windows ecosystem. In terms of looking forward, from a Microsoft perspective, it's worth noting, this May, we just announced that we're doubling down on accessibility. We announced new ambitions to achieve more by empowering one of the largest untapped talent pools in the world, people with disabilities. To realize our mission, we're focusing, we're, we're making focused investments in technology, the workforce, and the workplace. Accessible technology, including more accessible windows and office experiences, have the power to help tackle the digital divide, to contribute to more education and employment opportunities for people with disabilities across the world. And while accessible, accessibility, uh, excuse me, and while accessible technology is important, it's not enough. We need to invest in a workforce that better represents people with disabilities. We need to invest in increasing skills and education and in connecting skilled workers with jobs. Finally, we need a welcoming and inclusive workplace for people with disabilities. This needs to include work to attract employees with disabilities, provide accessible digital and physical work environments, build an accessible supply chain, and help partners with their accessibility journeys. Importantly, these ambitions are bigger than just one company. It will take all of us, Microsoft, our partners, and other industry leaders, including the ACB, working together to realize our vision. While Windows 11, the next version of Windows, is in development now, it is a good example of assistive, uh, accessible technology development practices that are required to realize our bold ambitions. In terms of context, we all understand that PCs are playing a more central role in our lives. Windows 11 was inspired by the shift from something practical and functional to something personal and emotional. Windows 11 was redesigned for productivity, creativity, and ease of use. We simplified the user experience from the new start button and taskbar to each sound font and icon, everything was done intentionally to put you in control and bring a sense of calm and ease. It includes many new features, including a faster way to connect with the people you care about with chat from Microsoft Teams integrated in the taskbar. Now you can instantly connect through text, chat, voice, or video with all of your personal contacts anywhere, no matter the platform or device they're on, across Windows, Android, or iOS. It's faster, it's more secure, and it's compatible with Windows 10 apps, including popular assistive technologies. Windows 11 was a massive undertaking and a big step forward for our users. It will be available through a free upgrade for eligible Windows 10 PCs and on new PCs beginning this holiday. In terms of accessibility, Windows 11, the Windows 11 team considered accessibility at the start. I'm gonna share four examples. Windows 11 is the most inclusively designed version of Windows. Second, accessibility is easier to use and find on Windows 11. Third, accessibility just works in more scenarios. And fourth and finally, 
Windows 11 is best for the assistive technology ecosystem. So starting first with inclusively designed version of Windows. Windows 11 is the most inclusively designed version of Windows. People with disabilities, including people who are blind and with low vision, are building Windows 11. Development includes inclusive design reviews, trusted tester conformance testing, and assistive technology, assistive technology usability reviews. Early insider versions of Windows 11 are available now to screen reader and braille device manufacturers and other partners and users for testing and to gather feedback. These processes and early feedback before Windows 11 starts to be generally available later this year are helping to ensure that Windows 11 is accessible at launch. The outcome is significant. Of course, we included refined dark themes so that people with light sensitivity have better experiences with Windows 11. But beyond that, we've gone deeper. When designing the new sound schemes, for example, we created different sound schemes for light and dark mode. So not only can people uh, who are sighted enjoy these dark, different modes, so too can people uh, who are low vision or, or without sight. Second, we redesigned ease of access settings to make accessibility settings, including narrator and magnifier, easier to find and use. We rebranded ease of access settings to accessibility settings based on user feedback. We've already started to receive feedback, including from an assistive technology trainer, that the new, more usable settings are a big step forward for our users. We made, third, we made assistive technology just work in more scenarios. For example, we made it possible for screen readers like Narrator to just work with Office in Azure Virtual Desktop. In the future, when people who are blind use Office in the cloud at work, it will work without additional steps or costly plugins. This was a significant undertaking. We made it possible for apps like Narrator to work across a well-performing network. The result is not just that Narrator can work with apps like Outlook or Word when hosted in the cloud. These same investments also make Narrator significantly more responsive when working with apps on Windows, on the device. Narrator is noticeably faster in many navigation and reading scenarios with Outlook, Word, and many other apps. And we're continuing to tune Narrator in many more scenarios. We understand that to be efficient, you need a screen reader that needs to be instantaneously responsive. And we're continuing to make big strides to achieve that. Fourth and finally, we made Windows 11 great for our assistive technology ecosystem by partnering with screen reader and other assistive technology partners to make Windows more reliable, faster, and easier to access application data. For example, we made it possible for apps like Edge, Outlook, and Word, and even Teams to express data to screen readers without requiring changes to Windows. Assistive technology partners can work directly with application partners without being gated on new versions of Windows to implement their improvements. This is the culmination of many releases of planning and execution to speed the pace of usability improvement and innovation. So both fixes and new functionality can come to users faster on Windows. Finally, the call to action is simple. Please create the future with us. Your feedback, both positive and constructive, continues to shape all of our product experiences. Please contact the Disability Answer Desk for help to resolve issues. They have a direct line to our product teams and help us understand where we need to focus to continue to improve. Please try Windows 11. Try early versions now and when it's generally available next year. And finally, 
please send us feedback directly on Windows. You just have to press Windows key plus F to launch the feedback hub on either Windows 10 or Windows 11. You can send us new feedback or you can upvote existing feedback. Thank you. Have an amazing convention. And again, please keep the feedback coming. You can reach me directly on Twitter at Jeffrey S. Petty if you want to connect. Again, that's at J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-S-P-E-T-T-Y. I hope you have a great convention, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you, Jeff. And we promise you can count on feedback from our members and from the American Council of the Blind. We appreciate your remarks, and we thank you for all that Microsoft does as a valued partner of ACB. And for those of you with continuing education credits, the beginning code for Jeff's remarks were 95549. That's 95549. And the ending code was 84894. Again, that ending code was 84894. And once again, Jeff, thank you and Microsoft for all that you do. And that feedback will be coming, we promise. All right, we now come to kind of a unique time in our virtual convention this year, which is the first time we are going to ask our members to help us to approve, in this case, a motion. So for all those of you that are in the Zoom room, I'm going to ask uh, Rick and uh, Rick Morin uh, and Tony Stevens, who are our producers and do just an absolutely outstanding job. I want to thank I want to thank them, along with JoLynn Bailey-Page, who's doing our spotting for us this evening, as well as um, Debbie Hazelton and her team that are doing the broadcasting, and Deb Cook-Lewis, who helped put together all the invitations for all our breakout sessions. Just an amazing team in the background working so hard to pull all this together. So we're going to now ask Rick and our supervisor of elections, Nancy Marks Becker, our chief financial officer, to ensure that in our Zoom room, all hands have been lowered. So I will wait until all hands have been lowered and th that um, uh, Janet Dickelman gives me the go ahead through the headset from Nancy that I can move forward with our motion for this evening. All hands are lowered, Dan. Thank you, Janet. I'd now like to present to our membership at our annual business meeting the motion that was recommended by our unanimously by our ACB Board of Directors and ask for approval of the standing rules as adopted and published in our program for the 2021 ACB conference and convention and annual business meeting. So I am now going to ask all members to raise their hand if they are in favor of the approval of the standing rules. And we'll wait a little time for a count. Our attendees are at 322 and at the moment we have 224 people who have raised their hands. So. All right. Thank Looks like you. We have a clear. Thank you, Janet. I think that identifies that we have a clear majority of those present in the Zoom room identifying yes to approve our standing rules. Thank you so much. I appreciate the approval. 
This is our first motion. Next, I want to introduce to you uh, the chair of our credentials committee, Ralph Smitherman from Mississippi, and the chair of our nominating committee, Brian Charlson from Massachusetts. They will now give their credentials report. And then once Ralph is finished with the credentials report, um, Brian will follow on with the report from the nominating committee with our slate of officers, board members, and board of publication directors, our, can, our slate of nominees for these 13 seats that are up for election this year. So Ralph and then Brian, thank you. Hello, ACB members and friends. I rise to give the first credentials report. After receiving the credentials material from the ACB National Office, our committee met by conference call. We reviewed the state and special interest affiliate information. At present, okay, all things are in order. This committee would like to thank all affiliates for using the AMMS program. It is my privilege to serve as chair of this august committee. I sincerely appreciate their insight and expertise. Those serving this year were Jane Corona, Denise Carley, Janelle Edwards, George Holliday, John Huffman, Sharon Lovering, Jean Mann, Patrick Sheehan. I plan to return in the morning with my final report. Let's have a great 2021 conference and convention. Thank you. Good evening. It's been my pleasure to serve as the 2021 American Council of Blind Nominating Committee Chairperson. And I want to thank, to begin with, the staff who assisted us in doing our work, Nancy Becker and Rick Morin. They helped taking roll calls and making sure that any raised hand was properly recognized. I very much appreciate their support through this process. This year's committee meeting took two and one half hours to go through the 13 offices. I want to thank all those who took the time and effort to represent their affiliate on this committee. And I must say that they did an excellent job of considering all candidates. So let's begin from the top. For the Office of President, we have Dan Spoon of Orlando, Florida, and he is a retired business executive. For second vice president, pardon me, for first vice president, we have Deb Cook-Lewis of Clarkston, Washington. She is retired as a program manager with University of Washington. We have for second vice president, Ray Campbell of Glen Ellen, Illinois. He currently works as an access technology specialist for United Airlines. For the Office of Secretary, we have Denise Colley of Lacey, Washington. She is retired from government service. We have for the Office of Treasurer, David Trott of Talladega, Alabama, and he is a retired program manager with the Alabama 
Industries for the Blind program. For board of directors, we have five slots available. The first nominee is Jeff Bishop from Kirkland, Washington. He is a program manager for Microsoft. Second position, Doug Powell of Falls Church, Virginia. He is retired marketing specialist. The third slot goes to Kenneth Simeon Sr. of Beaumont, Texas. He is a retired uh, employee of Southwestern Bell. Next, we have Donna Brown of Romney, West Virginia, and she is a retired teacher and tech specialist. The last and fifth slot is Chris Bell. Chris is from Pittsburgh, North Carolina. He is a retired attorney. Now we move on to the Board of Publications. There are three positions. The first position, the nominee is Zelda Gephardt. She is from Edgeley, North Dakota. She is a retired medical transcriptionist. Next, we have Penny Reader. She is from Montgomery Village, Maryland, and she currently works as a tech specialist for the Veterans Administration. And the last nominee is Cachet Wells. She is from Jacksonville, Florida, and she is an author. That completes my report. Each one of these names will come up in turn as we go through the elections throughout this week. There will be nominations entertained from the floor, and you will have an opportunity to vote both as an individual and through your affiliates. Please take the time to double check that you have the appropriate user numbers so that you can call in, go in by web browsing, uh, or call and speak to somebody who will assist you in that process. This is the first year every member of the American Council of the Blind will have the opportunity to vote. Please take advantage of that opportunity. Thank you, and I'll turn it back over to our president. Thank you, Brian, and thank you, Ralph, for those uh, reports, both from the Credentials Committee and the Nominating Committee. Next on the agenda, I would like to introduce Jeff Tom from Sacramento, California, and Pat Sheehan from Silver Spring, Maryland, the chair and vice chair of our voting task force. Uh, the voting task force uh, did an amazing job helping uh, pull together an approach that we could use for this year's virtual uh, convention and allow for us to have our candidate elections. Through their conversations over 35 uh, different uh, affiliate and um, presidential president and community events, uh, one message came through loud and clear from our membership, 
that they were thrilled with the opportunity for everybody to exercise their democratic right to get to vote this year. And they were also challenged our voting task force to please do our best to ensure that that right would not be taken away from them in future conventions. This motion will be made tonight by Jeff Tom and seconded by Pat Sheehan. So everyone understands this motion will then, once it has been presented and seconded, will be considered, discussed, and voted on on Friday following our final candidate's election. If for some reason our candidate elections don't get done by Friday, then it would go into Saturday. But the final event of this convention, as it is currently scheduled, will be to consider this motion. We wanted you to be aware of it tonight. We shared it uh, in the board meeting on Friday because we want to be transparent and give all our members an opportunity to consider this before we vote on it with a true vote now and affiliate roll call vote on Friday after we discuss the motion. So with that background, I will turn it over to Jeff Tom and Pat Sheehan to make and second the motion. Jeff Tom. Okay, good evening ACB. Um, before I read the motion, Dan, did you want to mention that they can email questions regarding the motion? Most certainly. Fridays? Most certainly. If anyone has any questions that they would like answered, uh, please, and, and I will also point out that there will be a, a point of information um, uh, to, that will come out tomorrow that will, tomorrow afternoon, that will follow this motion where it will be presented on all of our community uh, our communication channels as well as a set of you know points of information so people understand uh, what the you know what this motion will and will not cover uh, and but we want to go beyond that so if anybody has any questions about this motion please contact questions at acb.org so that's questions q-u-e-s-t-i-o-n-s at acb.org or you can contact our convention coordinator who will uh, share the information back with us and that's janet dickelman at uh, 951-428-5059 all right so jeff with that said thank you for reminding me of that please move forward with reading of the motion okay thank you the motion is as follows i move that upon the conclusion of regular convention business the convention be <clears throat> adjourned until saturday august 14th 2021 at 8 p.m eastern daylight savings time for a special order of business for the consideration of such amendments to the ACB Constitution and bylaws, as may be necessary to align its meeting and voting practices with the provisions of the District of Columbia Nonprofit Corporation Act of 2010. Jeff has so moved. Do I have a second? You absolutely do have a second, sir. This is Pat Sheehan. 
Jeff, we've been at this for eight years. You have a second, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Pat. Please stay tuned as we have more and more communications. What we strive to do through this is to franchise everybody, but at the same time, do it in a transparent way that everybody in ACB has a voice. So thank you. Next, we have a wonderful opportunity at our opening session, and that is to recognize a group of special individuals who, will, who have become our 2021 class of lifetime members. So I'd now like to introduce to you the 2021 lifetime members of ACB. I would like to introduce Shane Aguilera from Los Angeles, California. Shane is a vibrant member of our community, and you may hear him occasionally on our Saturday night karaoke show. So Shane, thank you for becoming an ACB Life member, and welcome. All right, thank you very much. It's an absolute thrill to be a Life member of the ACB. I'm probably one of the youngest ones. I'm only <laughs> 20 years old, so I decided to become a Life member quite young. So uh, I just kind of spur of the moment decided to become a Life member because I had loved uh, what ACB has given me thus far, though I had only been involved for a short while. Um, I had been a member since about 2019, but only started looking more into it in about 2020. I definitely liked what I saw. So <laughs> it was a very easy decision to become a life member, and I look forward to being more involved throughout the years. Thank you, Shane, and welcome to becoming an ACB life member. I would now like to introduce Kate Chamberlain from Walworth, New York, where she is a chapter member of the Rochester chapter of the American Council of the Blind of New York. Welcome, Kate, and congratulations at being a life member of ACB. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, it's taken me a long time to get here. 35 years ago, when I lost my eyesight, I did some research on the uh, two major organizations that supported the blind, and at that time, they were at odds with each other, so I decided I did not need any more stress I continued raising our three children and plus uh, two grandchildren. We're now empty nesters. And uh, so I did some new research and I found that the national ACB and actually the international ACB uh, team was very efficient and professional and uh, very adaptable to uh, finding new approaches to old issues. So I decided at that time, I really wanted to be a life member of the National ACB. So thank you. I'm very happy and proud to be here. Next, I would like to introduce Patty Cox from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Patty has been nominated by Adam and Carla Rushable. Patty is currently the president of CCLVI, and we welcome her as an American Council of the Blind life member. Welcome, Patty. I'd like to thank my mom, Carla, and Adam, my stepdad, Rushville, for this life membership. Um, I was at a convention early in my teenage years, which was the Knoxville convention, which I think they gave out the first life membership. And at that time, and at the next one in Los Angeles, um, I always thought I would love to have 
uh, life membership, a life member behind my name with ACB. Um, and then in 2000, my mom and my grandmother both received a life membership. And in 2002, um, I accepted my father's life membership, Donald Franklin um, accepted his. And so um, I feel honored that I'm, I'm coming along with the family. Um, and it means a lot to, to be a life member of ACB and putting in the dedication to um, volunteer um, and do things with ACB has meant a lot to me. I would like to introduce Brett Humphrey from Seattle, Washington. Brett is a member of our advisory board and just has been doing a fantastic job at moving us forward in the area of technology. And Brett uh, has uh, moved forward also to become a life member. So Brett, welcome and thank you for becoming a life member of ACB. Well, thank you, Dan. Yeah, it's great. You know, I've been uh, involved in around the ACB for probably about a decade and I've uh, met a lot of folks and just had a great time. And I just really appreciate how the ACB partners with people and works with people and uh, really love the support that you, you give to the community. So just happy to be a life member and uh, just help out and continue to help out as I go forward. So thank you to you and the ACB members and to the board. So really appreciate all of you. Thank you. And congratulations, Brett. Thank you. I would like to introduce Maria Christic, who is from Albany, New York. And Maria is, I've gotten to know Maria here over the last year or two. She's very involved in International Relations Committee, and she's the treasurer of the Next Generation Affiliate and the Blind Pride International Affiliate. So, Maria, welcome and congratulations on becoming an American Council of the Blind Life member. Thanks so much, Dan. You know, I've only been involved with ACB for five years, but even in that short amount of time, I've felt such a warm welcome on various affiliates and from ACB staff and convention attendees. Uh, the ACB values of flexibility and collaboration and a commitment to the democratic process have certainly resonated with me and were what prompted me to get involved. And I've had definitely the opportunity to both uh, contribute skills, like you mentioned, um, and to also make some new friends and connections through my involvement. Um, I'm definitely committed to staying involved, and I became a life member to, uh, to show that commitment and to support ACB's important initiatives. Uh, in this case, I know the scholarship program is, which is what the life membership uh, goes towards. So I uh, may be the only person uh, to become a life member in the day after a Tuesday topics episode discussing ACB's finances. Uh, but, what, but what can I say? I'm a, I'm a finance professional. And uh, I was impressed by uh, that, that panel, which included Dan and, and um, David and others, uh, their transparency, uh, including in answering my uh, rather dull, I'm sure, uh, questions about ACB's investment policies. So I... Uh, uh, wanted to support, you know, with from, from audible pedestrian signals to, to voting accessibility and others. Um, ACB's work has definitely impacted me, and so I wanted to become a life member to continue to support the organization. So thanks so much, and uh, keep up the great work, ACB. Congratulations, Maria. Thank you so much. Next, I would like to introduce Nicolette Noyes from San Francisco, California. Thank you, Nicolette, for becoming an American Council of Line Life member. Welcome. Thank you very much for the opportunity to 
present my congratulations to American Council of the Blind on the 60 year anniversary. And it's the perfect time for me to become a life member. And like, my, like the young man who spoke before, who's only 20, he may get a big bang for his buck out of the membership. I just turned 76, but I intend to live to be 100. So I'm going to get a big bang out of mine as well. Mm -hmm. And I started out with California Council for the Blind, the San Francisco chapter and the Golden Gate chapter. And I now also belong to the Bayview chapter. And I went to the conference uh, virtual last year of the ACB and had a wonderful time. And it was just absolutely great. I've been to a couple of the CCB con conventions, but I was on the, the virtual one last year and then this year, and then last year's ACB. And I'm really looking forward to this year's as well. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to get to people around the country. I've gotten to know so many people that I'd never even heard of before. And I've been part of this California Council for the Blind for about 22 years in San Francisco. And so people would say, oh, Nikki, who are you? <laughs> and, and I didn't know a lot of these people, but now I know a lot of people. It's, it's a wonderful way to get to know people and to feel the camaraderie around the whole country. And I feel that, that the the attitude toward blind people is still not very good, hasn't been for the last century, but we're working on getting it better and getting more, more progress in terms of what we are allowed to have and what we're fighting for. And we have just as many rights as anybody and we're fighting for them and we're not going to give up. And that's one of the reasons why I decided at this point on the 60th anniversary to become a lifetime member. And so I'm very happy to be that. And I'm very proud to be a part of this organization. Thank you very much. Thank you. And congratulations on becoming an American Council of the Line Life member. I would now like to introduce Melanie Sanoe. We like to call her Mel. She's very involved in the Next Generation affiliate. Mel, congratulations at being a life uh, member of ACB. Welcome. Thanks, Dan. So I am so excited to be a life member of ACB. Um, I went to my first meeting when I was 10 years old in the great state of Texas. Um, and it was very important to me uh, as soon as I was able to, to become a life member. ACB has become my family. And I call them my family because we might not be blood, but we're family. I have had aunts and uncles and adopted parents and um God rest his soul, Doc Bradley is sitting on my shoulder because he has walked me through from the beginning uh, the virtues and the role that ACB plays in my life and in the life of the visually impaired across America and across the world. So this for me is a bit of a dedication to Doc, um, but I am always going to be a part of ACB. And it was very, very important that as soon as I was able to, I was able to put that stamp uh, on me that I will forever be, that I will forever be blood of ACB. Congratulations, life members, the class of 2021. We welcome you and we thank Next, you for your I contributions. Next, we want to move forward and take some time to recognize our ACB Angels Tribute Program. This program was started in 2014 in uh, Las Vegas for the first time with four uh, initial angels. 
and has grown to over 60. And one of the founders of the program is a good friend of mine, colleague, Dan Dillon. And I'd now like to introduce Dan Dillon to tell us a little bit about the Angels program, introduce the Angels song, and then we'll hear testimonials uh, read by Tony Stevens of both Burl Colley and Charlie Crawford. So, Dan? I would like to introduce Dan Dillon, chair of the Resource Development Committee, uh, coming us to us tonight to talk about the ACB Angels Tribute Program, which Dan was instrumental in founding back in 2014 when the program got started. So, Dan, please share with us a little bit about the ACB Angels Tribute Program, and uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay, thank you, Dan. Um, as Dan said, the, the Angels program was started back in 2014. We wanted to find some way to honor and recognize our members, and you don't have to be a member, but most of the people we recognize are members of ACB. We wanted to recognize them for their, their service to uh, ACB, and I'm talking about the members who have passed on. So we came up with the ACB Angel Program. And what we do is we require a $500 donation to ACB by an individual or by an affiliate. And sometimes affiliates go in together and come up with that $500. And, um, and, and in many cases, some of our more popular uh, members who have passed on uh, are eager to contribute uh, to this uh, recipient of this award. So in many cases, um, the people uh, representing uh, ACB as recipients of the uh, Angels Award have brought in a lot more money than, than $500. So we like to give our other members uh, an opportunity to contribute if they wish. And <clears throat> and we ask that uh, whoever sponsors the an ACB Angel write up uh, a little bio, a testimony about the individual. And, uh, and we would ask that they provide a picture of this recipient. And then we provide these recipients with their own website so they have a picture and they have a, a little testimonial about them. And also we have a plaque made up in their memory. And this plaque is uh, about four inches by 12 inches, I believe. And it's very tactile and it has the person's name and the day that they passed. And also along the bottom of the plaque is all in Braille, same information. These plaques that I, that I was describing go on what we call the ACB Angel Wall, which is displayed in our exhibit hall. And it's a, a three-sided wall where we display these plaques. And also I want to mention that we also honor and recognize uh, up to four guide dogs per individual. And uh, also, this uh, we, we have, have a song that was 
written and recorded by the Sweet Adeline's Quartet. I believe they're called uh, No Assembly Required. Charlie Crawford, August 28, 1947 to September 11, 2020. By Penny Reader, a bridge from his remembrance in the Braille Forum. If Charlie Crawford knows that we are honoring him on ACB's Angel Wall and calling him one of ACB's angels, he's probably shaking his head, looking at us askance. Me, he might say, you should think about lots other leaders instead of me. Then he would begin naming leaders who are already taking up residence on that and other memorial walls. People like Marlena Lieberg and Larry Roy Saunders, Derwood McDaniel and Justin Dart. He knew them all, he would tell us, and called each of them friends. They were the angels, he would say. Not me. I'm just a regular guy. We would have to reply, Charlie Crawford was the best advocate of anyone we've ever known. It was Charlie who taught most of us how to advocate effectively for our civil rights as people who are blind. It was Charlie who insisted that rehabilitation agencies are not honoring the people they report to serve unless they make their consumers' needs, goals, and dreams a defining priority. Charlie knew that the concept of equality was meaningless unless every single human being be treated fairly. He taught us these important principles, and he taught us how to advocate on behalf of every person with a disability. Within ACB, at the local, state, and national levels of government, with administrators. He taught us by example, and he insisted on teaching all of us who need to know how to advocate successfully for our rights as clients of rehabilitation or students in public schools and universities, as pedestrians who just want to walk through the built environment safely and with dignity, as guide dog users, travelers on buses, planes, and trains, and paratransit vehicles, and people who like to go to movies and watch TV moving us all to understand that we have rights and how to advocate for them. Remember ACB's Pedestrian Safety Handbook, Editions 1 and 2? It was Charlie who saw their publication come to fruition. ACB and non-members alike can still turn to these manuals to learn how to advocate successfully for accessible pedestrian signals and tactile markings on train platforms, protecting themselves from injury and death. Remember the principles for effective rehabilitation? even if you don't remember every one of the principles, as enumerated so often by Charlie, or if you're new to ACB and haven't heard Charlie's educational outreach on the topic of consumer choice and consumer-centered vocational rehabilitation. If you're a client of a state rehabilitation agency, you can thank Charlie for his advocacy with the agencies who are making vocation rehab policy during the 1980s and 90s for any success you are having getting the services you need and choose. And if you were a consumer of blindness services who lived in Massachusetts during the years when Charlie served as commissioner, you are surely aware that it was in the Bay State where Charlie first began to think about these important consumer rights of self-determination and began relying on those concepts when making agency policy. While serving as executive director for ACB, Charlie planted the seeds for future success in advocating for audio description, making him probably the oldest fanatic of Clifford the Big Red Dog. Charlie was a people person. We never, never saw him say an unkind word to anyone. He connected with everyone he met, often with gentle humor, and always with empathy and understanding. Charlie Crawford made friends with people everywhere he ever lived. And after the Internet allowed us to meet, know, and understand issues all over the world, his circle of friends and admirers grew enormously. 
1971, Charlie met several young friends in Massachusetts and started the Blind Leadership Club, and he served as its first president. That club became the Bay State affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. Bay State is sponsoring this angel recognition, along with the National Capital Area Chapter of ACB of Maryland State Affiliate. For it was when Charlie and Susan first moved from Massachusetts to Silver Spring in the mid-1990s that the NCAC regenerated itself into the vibrant organization it is today. Charlie was an innovator, an advocate, and a wonderful friend of so many ACB members. Burl Lynn Colley, September 9, 1942 to June 28, 2020, from the Washington Council of the Blind. According to Ralph Waldo Emerson, Burl Colley once told a gathering of students at the Department of Services for the Blind's Orientation and Training Center, what lies behind us and what lies ahead of us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. In other words, Burl added, it's what we do with what we've got. On another occasion, during a Washington Council of the Blind convention, Burl overheard a group of young blind members complaining about the barriers created by blindness. If we see them as obstacles, Burl told them, they will defeat us. But if we see them as opportunities, then we can work together to find solutions. Burl Colley, quiet and unassuming, saw his contribution to the blindness movement as that of a motivator, always leading the discussion back to what the individual could contribute to it. We are only as strong and successful as our individual members, Burl said. After graduating high school from the Washington State School for the Blind, Burl attended college at Washington State University. He graduated, obtaining his degree, and became a software developer. He ended up working for the Washington Library Network until he retired. As Burl became more involved in the blindness organization, it seemed that he lived aboard a Greyhound bus heading from Olympia to Seattle, from Spokane to anywhere blind people gathered, and to where he could promote his belief that it takes strong individuals to have a strong organization. During the late 1970s, he was director of a client assistance project, serving the Washington and Oregon Commissions for the Blind. Over the years, he was involved with the Inner City Transit Advisory Board Committee. He was president of the Washington State Council of the Blind, as well as president and treasurer of the Capital City Council of the Blind, where he was honored with a Lifetime Membership Award. For decades, he was involved with the Thurston County Toastmasters. In January 2016, Governor Jay Inslee officially appointed him to the Board of Trustees to the Washington School for the Blind. During the last several years, he was involved with the Thurston County Auditor's Office on the Voting Accessibility Advisory Committee, working to make voting accessible for all. He also worked diligently with city and county officials to make all crosswalks in Olympia and Lacey, Washington, into audible crossings. Nationally, Burl was an active member and leader within the American Council of the Blind. In 2012, as recognition for his many services, he was awarded a lifetime membership. Burl served on the ACB Board of Directors for eight years. He chaired the Daisy Conversion Committee, the Idaho Task Force Committee, and the Leadership Institute Committee. He was also on the ACB Budget Committee for three years and co-chaired the Resource Development Committee for several years, as well as co-chaired the Health Concerns Committee. He was involved in the Technology Resource Management Committee and the Walkathon Committee. He was also, and most proud of, his five years as the National Tour Coordinator. Burl also served for many years on the Amtrak Customer Advisory Committee. Getting to know folks 
taking time to discuss and exchange ideas, this was the formula Burl used. Was it effective? Here are some thoughts from the current Washington Council of the Blind president, Julie Brennan. Quote, I first met Burl during the 2000 WCB convention. A soft-spoken gentleman, he began talking to me, stating that he had heard I was interested in membership development for WCB, and that it was also a particular interest for him. In subsequent conversations, talking about WCB, Burl truly was the first person who assisted me in a real understanding of the organization, its roots, and its differences from the National Federation of the Blind. We close with the words from Burl's daughter, Crystal Collie Dahl. My dad was my moral compass. He was an amazing man, kind, generous, loving, noble, quick-witted, and humble. He loved adventure and exploring, especially historical places. He loved to travel and had been on 16 cruises, taking him all over the world. He told me recently that he especially loved being on the water during a storm or heavy rough seas. A fitting closure, an image of Burl Collie raising his arms as he calms the troubled waters around him. Thank you, Burl. A job well done. Charlie Crawford, Burl Colley, thank you for your wonderful service to ACB. We miss you. I'll never forget you. You'll always be an angel. Next, I would like to take this opportunity to remind everybody that we have angel presentations happening throughout the week. And please uh, consult your uh, communications as they come out, and we'll be honoring uh, 11 more angels throughout the week. So, again, uh, thanks to, to Dan and Tony and all their work in this area, and Charlie and Burl, we miss you guys. Next, I want to take this opportunity to kind of move to a different part of our organization, which is our new and young leaders of this organization. I would like to introduce to you Kenneth Simeon Sr., the chair of our Derwood K. McDaniel uh, Fund Committee. Kenneth is going to introduce to you our first-time award winners for this year. So, Kenneth Simeon. Hello, everyone. I am so honored to be here as chair of the Derwood K. McDaniel Fund Committee. Let's move forward. Introducing the DKM First-Timers Award. While honoring the legacy of ACB's founding father, 
Durward K. McDaniel, since 1996, the Durward K. McDaniel Fund Committee, DKM, seeks to identify and honor two ACB members who demonstrate leadership potential with the DKM First Timers Award, one from east and one from west of the Mississippi River. Each recipient met all requirements to be honored with this annual award. To be considered for the award, interested members must be age 18 or older, blind or visually impaired, a member in good standing, current on membership dues, never attended an in-person conference and convention, agree to attend the entire conference, participate in daily general sessions and designated leadership-related sessions. Applicants also undergo a 30-minute interview with a select group of members of the DKM committee. To apply for this annual award, applicants must submit a letter of application and have their state or special interest affiliate president submit a letter of recommendation. The class of 2021 DKM first-timers received a complimentary general registration and are given the privilege of attending the next in-person conference in Omaha, Nebraska, with complimentary travel, lodging, and other amenities. Introducing the class of 2021 DKM first-timers. Kayla Allen has been selected as the 2021 DKM first-timer from the West. She resides in Mesa, Arizona, is a wife and mother of two. Prior to joining ACB and community events as a presenter, she volunteered as a craft instructor. At the state and national levels, Kayla has served on planning committees for social activities. She passionately advocated at the Capitol for a law to prohibit children from being taken away from parents due to visual impairments. Kayla is a member of the ACB Next Generation affiliate, and she desires to share ACB's values more broadly as a leader and help bring positive change for the blind community. Sharing crafting brings Kayla great joy. She believes if there is a will, there is a way. The way may just need creativity. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Kayla Allen of Mesa, Arizona. Hi, I'm Kayla Allen, a happily married mom of two from Mesa, Arizona. I want to thank the DKM committee for choosing me as the recipient from the West for the 2021 year. I'm honored to receive this award. I would also like to thank the American Council of the Blind for the opportunity they have given me to make my dream of making crafting accessible to the blind and visually impaired. I'd also like to mention that I am proud to be a member of the next gen. I honestly don't even have the words to thank ACB for what they've done for me. I've grown so much as a person. And I have made so many amazing friends in the past year. I didn't even know this organization existed a year ago. And it has made an incredible impact in my life. Thank you so much. Belinda Collins has been selected as the 2021 DKM first-timer from the East. She resides in St. Paul's, North Carolina. Advocacy and accessible technology are Belinda's biggest passions. While attending UNC Charlotte, she worked alongside her blind peers to address necessary accommodations and advocate for changes in the university system. 
Recently, she fulfilled a dream of becoming a certified assistive technology instructor. Last year, she began attending the ACB community calls and soon became a regular host. Her inquiry about volunteering to assist with some of the responsibilities of managing community events resulted in an internship with Cindy Hollis, ACB Member Services Coordinator. Belinda is a member of Blind Information Technology Specialists and the North Carolina Council of the Blind. She looks forward to serving in various capacities within ACB. Everyone, join me in welcoming Belinda Collins of St. Paul's, North Carolina. Good evening, everyone. This is Belinda Collins in Lumberton, North Carolina. I, first of all, want to thank ACB for this amazing opportunity and this uh, award, also the DKM committee for selecting me as one of the recipients for a first-timer from the East. Um, this is truly a just an honor for me. It's also just a very humbling experience. I came to ACB last summer, just after the summer convention, started going to community calls, uh, getting involved in those, and eventually started hosting some of those calls on a regular basis and just felt like there was so much more that I could do to volunteer my time in the community because I began to meet so many wonderful people, just very welcoming and, and uh, just an awesome group of individuals. So I spoke with Cindy Hollis, membership services coordinator, and asked her if I could um, just volunteer my services in other ways and was offered an internship within the ACB community, and I served for three months in that capacity. Since that point, I have joined my state affiliate, North Carolina Council of the Blind, and I am on a couple of committees there. And my goal is to continue growing within ACB at large. I just want to do more in the future to um, volunteer and give my time to this wonderful organization. And I just want to thank everyone for supporting me and believing in me. And once again, thank you, ACB and the DKM committee. Mr. President, that concludes our presentation of the DKM First Timers. Thank you so much for that presentation, and Kayla and Belinda, congratulations on being our first-timers for 2021. Next, the, the fun continues. This is great. Next, I'd like to introduce Eric Bridges, Executive Director from Alexandria, Virginia, and he's going to share with us our 2021 J.P. Morgan Chase Fellow uh, winners. So, Eric. Well, good evening, everyone. It's great to be back with you. So happy to be part of this segment where we get to introduce the 2021 J.P. Morgan Leadership Fellows. This is our sixth year with this program and really want to thank J.P. Morgan for their continued leadership and really wanting to engage members of our organization in capacity building programs. You know, six years ago, 
we were looking for a way to identify and highlight the good, the good works of members around the country that may have been involved in special interest or state affiliate work, but maybe had not yet been noticed by the national organization. And this particular program allows for us to do that and to allow for you all to get to know who they are and really what makes them tick. So without further ado, let me hand it off to Kenneth Semyon, the chair of the DKM Fund Committee, to introduce our five J.P. Morgan Leadership Fellows. Thanks, Eric. And now I present to you the class of 2021 ACB J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows. Let's hear an overview of the award criteria. Presenting the ACB J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows Award. Since 2016, the Durward K. McDaniel Fund Committee, DKM, seeks to identify and honor five ACB members who demonstrate leadership potential with the ACB J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows Award on an annual basis, provided that funding is granted. Each recipient met all requirements to be honored with this annual award, and they were selected by the ACB Executive Director and ACB President. To be considered for the award, interested members must be age 18 or older, blind or visually impaired, a member in good standing, current on membership dues, agree to attend the entire conference, participate in daily general sessions and designated leadership-related sessions. Applicants also undergo a 30-minute interview with a select group of members of the DKM committee. To apply for this award, applicants must submit a letter of application and have their state or special interest affiliate president submit a letter of recommendation. The Class of 2021 ACB J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows Award received a complimentary general registration and are given the privilege of attending the next in-person conference in Omaha, Nebraska, with complimentary travel, lodging, and other amenities. Introducing the Class of 2021 ACB J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows, Anthony Corona of Miami is a passionate writer with 10 years of experience as a reporter and entertainment editor with the Associated Press. He is an LGBT and disability rights advocate. After losing his sight, he became highly involved with the blind community. Recently, he interned with ACB, working in communications, marketing, and grant writing. He has been instrumental in initiatives like ACB's community Facebook page and the ACB Voices blog. He serves on various ACB committees and hosts Sunday Edition, and other community calls on ACB radio. Anthony is involved with his state affiliate, Florida, where he collaborated in organizing the Capitol Hill meetings during ACB's 2021 Leadership Week. Anthony serves as secretary for Blind Pride International. He co-chairs the affiliate's membership and planning committees. Anthony enjoys music and reading. Let's welcome Anthony Corona of Miami Lakes, Florida. Hi, I'm Anthony Corona from Miami, Florida, originally from Staten Island, New York. And yes, I had to throw that in. Um, I would like to thank a lot of people, but I won't get the time in one minute. 
I am so proud to be one of this year's J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows. Um, I could never have imagined five years ago when I lost my my sight suddenly that this is where I would end up. But I have to say, Blind Pride International, which was my foray into the American Council of the Blind, has led me down so many wonderful paths. And I know one day I will be sitting listening to another leadership fellows thinking to myself, I am so glad that I was able to pass what I learned this year on to others along the way. Thank you so much for this amazing opportunity. And I have to take a point of privilege and thank Gabriel Lopez Cafati, president of BPI, because without him, I wouldn't be here today. Thank you. Natalie Couch resides in Louisville, Kentucky. She first joined ACB in 2009 at the National Convention in Orlando. The Illinois Council helped her get her start in ACB when she moved to Kentucky in 2011. Natalie immediately became involved in the Kentucky Council of the Blind. She has served on the boards of KCB and four of its chapters, been secretary of KCB since 2018, was a charter member of KCB Next Generation Chapter, been secretary of the Greater Louisville Chapter for seven years, and is currently president of both the Tri-State Library Users and the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind. Natalie also served as chair of the KCB Convention Committee, and she coordinated the 2020 KCB Virtual Convention and three KCB Crossroads Leadership Conferences this spring. And here is Natalie Couch of Louisville, Kentucky. Good evening, everyone. My name is Natalie Couch. I am from Louisville, Kentucky, and I'm extremely honored to receive the American Council of the Blind J.P. Morgan Leadership Fellow Award for 2021. I have too many people to thank and not enough time, but I would first like to thank the Illinois Council of the Blind for giving me my start in ACB in 2009. I also need to thank the Kentucky Council of the Blind for giving me numerous opportunities to grow in leadership from electing me to the Board of Directors for the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind when I first moved here in 2012 and allowing me to become Secretary of the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind in 2014. I then became Secretary of the Kentucky Council of the Blind in 2018 and have chaired our Crossroads Leadership Committee for the Kentucky Council of the Blind since 2020. Again, I would like to thank the J.P. Morgan Chase and the American Council of the Blind for this amazing opportunity. Becky Dunkerson of Des Moines, Iowa, was selected as the DKM first-timer of the West in 2018 and continues to strive for more within ACB. She graduated from Hamilton Business College with an accounting certificate. As an employee of Wells Fargo for 21 years, she is an auditor of employee travel expense reports. Becky joined ACB through the state affiliate in Iowa. She joined the ACB Diabetics in Action affiliate in 2018 and began serving as secretary and newsletter editor. She also serves on the membership and fundraising committee. 
She recently has helped initiate and build the Midwest Council of Citizens with Low Vision. Becky holds memberships in other ACB affiliates and committees as she desires to be involved with ACB and to encourage and support others with blindness or low vision. Let's give a welcome to Becky Dunkerson of Des Moines, Iowa. Hi, my name is Becky Dunkerson and I am from Des Moines, Iowa. I am proud to be a recipient of the Leadership Fellow Award for 2021 given by the American Council of the Blind and J.P. Morgan Chase. I am eternally grateful for this award and want to thank the members and affiliates, ACB Diabetics in Action and the Midwest Citizens of Council for Low Vision for giving me the encouragement and putting me on the path to this award. Thank you so much. Greg Lindbergh of Wesley Chapel, Florida, was named the DKM first-timer from the East in 2016 and continues to make a positive impact on ACB. Born with laborer's congenital amaurosis, this visual challenge has never stopped him. Greg earned a bachelor's in mass communication and a master's in journalism and media studies from the University of South Florida, St. Petersburg. For 10 years, he has worked as a content marketing specialist for a national accounting firm and now for St. Leo University. He is currently secretary of ACB Next Generation and serves on several committees. He was secretary of his local ACB chapter and a board member of the Florida Council. Greg hosts several podcasts, including Eyes Free Sports. This podcast came from his love of playing beep baseball. Here is Greg Lindbergh of Wesley Chapel, Florida. Hi, my name is Greg Lindbergh from Wesley Chapel, Florida. I am humbled and honored to receive the 2021 American Council of the Blind J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellow Award. Thank you to everyone at all levels of ACB who has given me numerous opportunities over the last several years, including the Pinellas Council of the Blind, Florida Council of the Blind, and ACB Next Generation. It's been an honor to be able to serve and help improve the lives of the visually impaired community in this country. In addition to my ACB involvement, I love playing beat baseball and go Long Island Bombers at the Beat Baseball World Series this summer. I also host a podcast on sports for the visually impaired called Eyes Free Sports. Plus, I enjoy singing and playing my guitar to tunes from the Beatles through Maroon 5. Thank you all again, and I wish you all an enjoyable and informative virtual convention. Winter Renfro of Owensboro, Kentucky, strives to be a role model for blind parents as she demonstrates her abilities. She received a bachelor's in social work from Brescia College and is a peer mentor for the Young Empowered Self-Advocates program through the Center of Accessible Living in her community. She serves on the membership, convention and constitution and bylaws committee of ACB Next Generation. At the state level, she serves on the KCB Advocacy Committee, attends the ACB Legislative Seminar, and visits Capitol Hill. In addition, she is a past vice president and current board member of the Support Alliance for the Visually Impaired.
Winter plans to use her leadership fellow's experience to add to all levels of her involvement. She enjoys sports, music, travel, the outdoors, and spending time with family and friends. And now I present to you Winter Renfro of Owensboro, Kentucky. Hello, my name is Winter Renfro, and I'm from Owensboro, Kentucky. I would like to thank J.P. Morgan Chase and American Council of the Blind for this great opportunity to become one of the members of the Leadership Fellows for the class of 2021. I would also like to thank my family and friends who have supported me on this journey. I have also had the great opportunity to be a member of the American Council of the Blind Next Generation Programming Committee that has programmed events for our national convention for this year. Please allow me to show appreciation to my committee for their time and effort throughout the year to make our committee work a success. Anthony Akamine of Hawaii, Ted Boardman of Indiana, Zelda Gampart of North Dakota, Betsy Grinovich of Georgia, Amanda Selm of Kentucky, Frank Ventura of Massachusetts, Sheila Young of Florida, our staff liaison, Kelly Gask of Virginia, our officer liaison, David Trott of Alabama. Thank you very much. Over to you, Dan. Kenneth and Eric, thank you so much, uh, and I want to congratulate what a wonderful group of J.P. Morgan Chase Fellows for 2021. So congratulations, Anthony and Natalie, Becky, Greg, and Winter. Welcome to be to our family as J.P. Morgan Chase Fellows, and we look for bigger and brighter things from you all in the future. We really appreciate all that you do as volunteers of our organization. Now we've come to really one of the most exciting times of opening session, and that is our 2021 affiliate roll call. So sit back, relax, and I want you to enjoy hearing from all 68 of our ACB affiliates. Let's hear the 2021 ACB roll call. Council of the Blind's 2021 National Convention. My name is Michael Talley, and I'm proud to be the president of the Alabama Council of the Blind. We have a lot of wonderful things going on during this convention, and we're glad that you chose to be a part of it. We hope that you'll call into as many meetings as possible and be an active participant. Once again, thank you for joining the American Council of the Blind's 2021 National Convention. Hello. This is John McCann, president of the Arizona Council of the Blind, where we are pleased to have just completed our 50th anniversary convention, a virtual convention for the first time, given the current pandemic. Well, that pandemic has also uh, put us in the position of not having been able to host you this year, but we do look forward to hosting you in some future year. To all, have a great convention. 
Good afternoon, ACB. This is Rita Reese Whiting, president of the Arkansas Council of the Blind, sending you greetings from the natural state, home to America's first national river, the oldest site maintained by the National Park Service, and crater of Diamond State Park, the only diamond mine in the world open to the public where you get to keep all the sparklies you can find. And speaking of diamonds, we would like to invite you to join us as we celebrate 50 years of ACB in Arkansas at our very first virtual convention. Hi, this is Gabe Griffith, president of the California Council of the Blind. And uh, we are happy to be represented here this year at the virtual convention. We are happy that we have many sports teams in the state and can have rivals within the state and not even have to go out of the state to have many sports arguments. So thank you. And if you would like to join us for any of those, we'd be happy to have you join us. My name is Marlene Kaiser, and I am the president of the Colorado Council of the Visually Impaired and Blind, otherwise known as CCVIB. And I am looking forward to participating in some of the convention when I can, when I'm not working. This is Ellen Telker uh, from the American Council of the Blind of Connecticut, and we're really excited to be here. And an interesting fact about Connecticut is that Connecticut had the first constitution in the 13 colonies in 1635. Hello out there. I'm Deb Trevino from Delaware Council of the Blind and Visually Impaired. We want to welcome you to the convention and we thank you for being with us and we're looking forward to a good time. Delaware was the first of the original 13 colonies to ratify the constitution. We want to thank you for being part of the convention and hope you have a wonderful time. My name is Freddie Pico and the DC Council of the Blind is one of the oldest chapters of ACB. We, uh, we meet every other month, but we decided now we're going to try to go back to meeting every month. Hi, I'm Sheila Young, the proud president of the Florida Council of the Blind. We are the home of Super Bowl 55 champions and the Stanley Cup champions with no ice and snow. We are also the first state to hold a hybrid state convention. We will be donating $500 to ACB Radio, $500 to ACB Braille Forum, and $100 for door prizes. We wish all of you a very joyful convention. Welcome, everybody, to the state of Georgia. I'm President Alice Richard. We're the largest state east of the Mississippi and the home of the Atlanta Braves 1995 World Series champions. We hope you all have a great conference this year. We're looking forward to it, but still waiting for the day we'll all be in person again for lots of hugs. So have a great convention. Aloha, my name is Art Cabanilla, president of the Hawaii Association of the Blind, HAB, where Hawaii is known to have some of the greatest and best surf there can be found. And it is found mostly on the north shore of the island of Oahu at a spot known as Pipeline. I am proud to 
say that this year HAB is donating to the ACB general fund $2,000 to the ACB radio also donating $2,000 to the Braille forum. We'd like to donate $500 to the students, ACB students. We'd like to donate $500. And in addition this year, we would like to also donate to the Durwood K. McDaniel Fund, $1,000. Everybody have a great week and hope to see you around at our virtual convention. Aloha. Hello, ACB. I'm Rachel Schroeder, president of the Illinois Council of the Blind, bringing you greetings from the land of Lincoln and the Prairie State. And in looking for fun things to share about our state, we all think about great views and great heights when we visit the Willis Tower in Chicago, right? But did you know that in contrast, Illinois is one of the flattest states in the U.S. with its highest natural, highest natural point being Charles Mound, only 1,235 feet above sea level. It's actually located at the top of a family's driveway. And they have fun with that because a few times a year, they allow for visitors to come and set up lawn chairs to take in that, well, maybe slightly less adventurous view. We can't wait to have you come to our fine state to take in the view from whatever height when we host the ACB convention in 2023 in Schaumburg. Until then, have a fantastic convention and I'll see you around this week. Good evening, ACB and greetings from the American Council of the Blind of Indiana where we are celebrating our 50th anniversary. To learn more about ACB Indiana, visit www.acb-indiana.org. We also have a saying here in Indiana that there's more than corn in Indiana. So come visit us sometime and find out what that is. Of course, we have great basketball. We have the Indy 500 and much more. Also, ACB Indiana will be donating this year $100 to the James Olson Fund and $150 gift card to the ACB auction. Everybody have a wonderful summer and enjoy the convention. Hi, my name is Carrie Chapman. I am the state president for the Iowa Council of the United Line. Um, Iowa is the birthplace of John Wayne and home to the Iowa State Cyclones and the Iowa Hawkeyes. ICUB is looking forward to this year's convention and looking forward to a time when we can all be together again. Take care and have fun. Hello everyone, this is Ann Byington. I'm president of the Kansas Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired. Several things about Kansas I'd like to tell you, but one of them is that our School for the Blind was founded in, uh, I think, 1895. It celebrated its 150th anniversary the year that we went to Reno. And we tried to change the name of the Kansas State School for the Blind. And we had a little bit of a problem because the land for the school was deeded to the state by the Wyandotte tribe of Indians in that area. And they weren't too happy when we tried to change the name to the Kansas State School for the Blind and Visually Impaired. And they said, if you change the name, we're going to take your land away from you and it'll go back to the tribe and you won't have a campus for your school. And since we really liked having that campus, we let them, let them dictate that the Kansas State School for the Blind will and forever be the Kansas State School for the Blind. Uh, 
Two other things that were noted for is that Barack Obama's mother came from El Dorado, Kansas, and we have the largest ball of twine in the world. Thank you. My name is Paula Weiss, and I'm from Lexington, Kentucky. I am a member and current secretary for Bluegrass Council of the Blind. We are a unique affiliate with a brick-and-mortar location in Central Kentucky, and we've been there for 25 years. Our two main programs are peer support and assistive technology with a one-of-a-kind center where people can get hands-on experience trying technology and trying out devices. Uh, we have just started in-person meetings, and we are with the staff and the executive director of Bluegrass Council of the Blind. We did an amazing job, I do have to brag on us, of staying above board above water during COVID. My name is Matt Salm. I'm the president of the Kentucky Council of the Blind from Lowell, Kentucky, and we send everyone greetings from KCB. We often talk about that we're the home of Abraham Lincoln, but we are also the home of uh, Patti Smith Hill, who wrote the Happy Birthday song, Ernest Hogan, who was the father of ragtime. KCB would like to donate $500 to ACB Radio as well as $500 to the Braille Forum and we send greetings from our eight chapters and uh, over 300 members. Thank you. Hi ACB members and friends. This is Leola Campbell from the Louisiana affiliate, the president of the Louisiana affiliate from the great state of Louisiana. If you're looking for some good Southern cooking, visit our state of Louisiana. We are often invited, but never duplicated. Hopefully one year we'll be able to have the convention, the national convention here in New Orleans, Louisiana. Our, we have in this year our in-person convention this year because our affiliate is small. So we decided to do an in-person one for most of our members had the vaccine already. So our in-person convention would be uh, December the 10th through the 12th, and we plan on having a good time in Lafayette, Louisiana at the Holiday Inn. Uh, Louisiana Council of the Blind would like to make a donation of $1,000, 500 to the Braille Fund, and 500 to the General Fund. And hopefully uh, we'll meet again next year in person for our national convention. You all have a, a great convention and talk with you later. Hi, my name is Sherry Belka. I'm honored to be the president from the state of Maine. And if you've never been to Maine, it's a beautiful state with lots of hiking and camping and waterways. Uh, we produce 90% of the lobster that you see in the United States. And we are the single biggest producer of blueberries. Hello, everybody. This is Joanne Cusick, the president of ACB of Maryland, home of the Ravens and the Orioles and all those steam crabs. My fun fact is that we have 23 counties, but did you know that Baltimore City is not part of any county? And there are two other cities in the U.S. that are not part of a county, and I'll let you figure out what they are because it would make a great Shepherdy question. Hope everybody has a wonderful convention and a great week. Thank you. My name is David Kingsbury, president of the Bay State Council of the Blind. Massachusetts is the professional sports champion of the country with the most championships in the 21st century. 
after the pandemic is over, please come to Massachusetts and maybe we'll go together to Fenway Park and we'll have some wicked good clam chowder. Hi, I'm Rebecca Koistra, president of the wonderful Michigan Council of the Blind and Visually Impaired. A fun fact about Michigan is our traditional nickname for Michigan is the Wolverine State. There's a lot of theories as to how we came about that nickname. My favorite theory is when Michigan and Ohio were warring over state lines, the Ohioans tried to insult us by saying we're nothing but a bunch of Wolverines. Well, since Wolverines have a reputation for having a vicious disposition and are destructive by nature, we Michiganders considered that a compliment and decided to own the name. Now, unfortunately, um, in college football, the Michigan Wolverines have not lived up to that nickname when it comes to playing against Ohio. So I hope everyone enjoys the convention and we will talk at you later. Good evening. This is Janet Dickelman. And today I'm wearing my president of ACB of Minnesota hat. Thank you so much for being here at our 2021 virtual convention from the land of 10,000 lakes, or as we say in Minnesota, 10,000 mosquitoes. We are happy to participate in this convention and ACB of Minnesota would like to donate $1,000 to the James Olson Memorial Scholarship Fund. Thank you. Hello everyone. My name is Ralph Smitherman. I am president of the Mississippi Council of the Blind. A fun fact about Mississippi is that we are known as the hospitality state. So we want to invite everyone to come and visit us. We're holding our annual state convention in October of this year. We generally hold our convention in the springtime. I hope that everyone enjoys the ACB summer convention. Thank you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2021 ACB Annual Convention. I'm Naomi Sewell, President of the Missouri Council of the Blind, and our trivia is, you know the President of the United States who was born in Independence, Missouri, Harry S. Truman. What does the letter S stand for? It stands for nothing. We are going to be contributing to the auction and it is our wonderful candy that we contribute every year. And we will be contributing $150 to ACB, to the national organization. Look forward to seeing all of you next year in Omaha, Nebraska. Hi, folks. This is Jim Urock, ACB Nebraska. And, of course, we all know not only is Nebraska the good life, but the N stands for knowledge. Nebraska, for those that don't know, not only is it the birthplace of Johnny Carson, Henry Fonda, and Gerald Ford, we're also home to the just-concluded College World Series, the just-concluded Olympic Swim Trials, and the 2022 ACB National Conference and Convention next July. Hi, this is Bill Powers, the president of the Nevada Council of the Blind, the silver state with a small number of people in our affiliate, but we're a mighty affiliate. 
and we're all looking forward to this great 2021 convention. It's going to be even better than the 2020 convention was, and that was a super convention. So it's like now we're in the big time. We know the routine. Uh, we know it can all be done. So we're all going to have a whole bunch of fun. So we'll see you throughout the convention and hope you all can participate and have loads of fun. Hello, ACB family. My name is Wanda Willaford president of the New Jersey Council of the Blind. Three very fun facts about New Jersey. Number one, Atlantic City has the longest boardwalk in the world at 2.5 miles. Number two, Camden, New Jersey is the location of the very first drive-in movie theater in the United States. Number three, we are the diner capital of the world, which means you can get breakfast 24 hours a day if you so choose. That one's my favorite. So, happy convention to everyone, and thank you very much. This is Joe Sorensen, American Council of Blind of New Mexico, and it's great to be here. New Mexico is where the sun shines 310 days out of the year, and may the sun shine bright on this virtual convention, American Council of the Blind, and we are proud to say our bordering states, Colorado, Texas, and Arizona. Thank you very much. Hi, everybody. This is Karen Blackowitz. I'm president of the American Council of the Blind of New York. I am an RSVA board member, and I'm also chairperson for the New York State Committee of Blind Vendors. I want to welcome everybody to the 2021 virtual ACB National Convention. I am looking forward to seeing everybody next year in person, hopefully. ACB New York is going strong and is just really looking forward to virtual being over and meeting in person. ACB New York is donating $100 to ACB National. Welcome, ACB. My name is Chris Bell, and I'm privileged to be president of the North Carolina Council of the Blind. We are looking forward to the ACB annual convention and conference. And by the way, our state affiliate has its own a convention in September, and we are going to have some experts highlighting the latest of assistive technology. So stay tuned and tune in. Hi, I'm Zelda Gemhart, the president of the North Dakota Association of the Blind. People from North Dakota are both sweet and friendly. We are the number one producer of honey in the United States. And North Dakota is the home of the International Peace Gardens, located on the United States and Canadian border of North Dakota and Manitoba. This tribute to peace and friendship includes 2,300 acres of nature's beauty. This year, NDAB proudly donates $500 to support the ACB Braille Forum, two $25 cash door prizes, and an item for the ACB auction. Hello again from North Dakota. Hello, I'm Vicki Prayan, president of the American Council of the Blind of Ohio. Did you know that Ohio has a sort of dual citizenship in the states? We officially thought we became a state in 1803, 
But in 1953, it was discovered that that Seventh Congress didn't vote us into statehood, didn't approve our Constitution. So um, we were the 17th state and uh, sort of the 48th state, although we won't take that away from whoever that was. So um, Ohio has, has two entries into statehood. And Ohio will donate $1,000 this year to ACB. Hello, ACB land. This is Vicki Golightly, president of the Oklahoma Council of the Blind. And Oklahoma has the world's famous two uh, football teams. And a couple of facts about Oklahoma. Did you know that Oklahoma, we invented the first parking meter and the first shopping cart? Have a wonderful convention and join us at our virtual convention in September. Hi, this is Carrie Muth, the president of ACB of Oregon. We have a very interesting fact. We are the only state that has different images on both sides of the flag. One side has the state seal and the other is a golden image of, you guessed it, our state animal, the beaver. So go OSU beavers. And of course, we have the U of O ducks for all those sports fans out there. We also are the only state that grows Marion berries. I've heard it's our state pie. I haven't officially um, determined that, but they are exclusively grown in Oregon. We are planning to contribute an auction item to the national auction, and maybe we, it might just be something from Cranberry Sweets. We produce 30, 30 million pounds of cranberries a year in Oregon, which is the number four producer in the United States. And we also plan to donate $150 to ACB National. This is Chris Hunsinger from the Pennsylvania Council of the Blind. I want to welcome everybody else to this convention, and I know you've all been welcomed before. Pennsylvania has the largest full-time paid legislature. We pay 253 people to mess up our state government. Um, and we hope that they will do good things for visually impaired people while they're doing that. We hope all of you have a good convention and join us at our convention September 16th through the 19th. Hi, I'm Connie Sims from the South Dakota Association of the Blind. I would like to let everyone know that we will be donating $250 to the ACB radio this year. And we will also be donating two Black Hills Gold items to the auction. So I have a fun thing to say about South Dakota. We are known for our our diverse weather. So one of our favorite sayings in South Dakota is, welcome to South Dakota. Winter is at 6 a.m. Spring starts at 10 a.m. Summer starts at 2 p.m. Fall starts at 4.30 p.m. So dress accordingly. Thank you and enjoy your convention. Hi, y'all. This is Jeannie Johnson from Tennessee. And we are so glad to be taking part in this year's convention. We are going to be donating $100 to the Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk, $100 to the Braille Forum, and $100 to the DKM Award or fellowships, whatever you want to call them. Anyway, um, 
I hope everyone has a great convention and come and visit us in Tennessee. We have everything from music to mountains. Well, hello, everybody. This is Peggy Garrett, president of the American Council of the Blind of Texas. And you know, we always say everything is bigger in Texas. Well, I just found out recently that the two largest universities are here in Texas. The two largest universities in the United States systems are here. One is the University of Texas, and the other one is Texas A&M. So that was news to me. I thought I would share that with you guys. You know, like everybody else, I wish we could be in person. I really miss you guys going out to lunch and dinners and sitting around over coffee or whatever. It's been a long time and totally next year. However, in the meantime, for this year, ACB of Texas is donating $500, 250 to the Royal Foreman raffle tickets, and another 250 uh, is going to ACB Radio to express our appreciation to them for all that they've done to assist us. So thank you guys. Looking forward to being with you next year. In the meantime, everybody stay safe and take care. Love you guys. Hi, this is Anna Jeffrey from Utah. Happy to be here at ACB. Um, our fun fact about Utah is every year we receive about 500 inches of snow in our amazing, beautiful mountains. Enjoy the conference. My name is, is Gary Duty. I am the vice president presently of the Vermont affiliate. I hope you can hear me. There's a lawnmower in the background. Um, Vermont has the distinction of our Agency for the Blind uh, was started in 1926 by Helen Keller and the people here in Vermont. Um, it's been operational ever since. Um, our ACB president, Mike Richmond, who's been president for a long, long time, is resigning this year uh, because he's 85 years young. Um, and um, uh, so, He's resigning this year. Uh, another little fact about Vermont, it's a very small state. We have presently now 71 members of the council um, in, in Vermont, uh, some of which are active and some of which are not active. Um, we have a pretty good COVID recovery record because of our, our, our rogue Republican governor, Phil Scott, who kind of took it all over and and did piloted us all through with the right uh, things for us to do uh, regarding the COVID. I'm hoping that we can meet uh, in person next year and maybe someday we can host uh, a convention up here in, in, uh, in Vermont. Hello everyone. This is Sam Yale, president of ACB of Virginia, coming to you from Arlington, Arlington County, Virginia, where I am in my brand new condo. That's right, I am finally a homeowner. And uh, we're coming to you from the great state of Virginia where we were the first Southern state to abolish the death penalty. So come on down to Virginia. And uh, if you'd like to learn more about ours and our affiliate, please visit our website at acbva.org. That's acbva.org. And consider participating in our roundtable discussions on Zoom. They're always informative and lively. And finally, I would like to ask you to consider supporting our board member, Doug Powell, who is running 
for re-election on the board this year. We are looking forward to this convention. Last year demonstrated that the virtual conventions can be very exciting and informative, almost as exciting and informative as the ones in person. So we're looking forward to another great year and we hope to see you in person next year. I'm Andy Arvidsson, uh, first vice president for Washington Council of the Blind. If you come and join us, we'll take you to the top of Mount St. Helens, which in April was 45 years since its eruption. In Eastern Washington in April, we celebrated our annual Apple Blossom Festival. We get applets and cutlets if you have a sweet tooth. Anyway, we have we have 19 chap 19 committees, 16 chapters with a new one on the way, so that'll make 17 chapters. And two of them are special affiliates, one for guide dogs and one for diabetics. Um, sorry, Julie couldn't be here today. She's under the weather with COVID and um, in the process of recovering. And we hope we have interna international conventions and national conventions all together next year in person. Anyway, thanks. Greetings from the Mountain State. I am Donna Brown, president of the Mountain State Council of the Blind, the West Virginia affiliate of ACB. Did you know the Golden Delicious Apple was founded in West Virginia? And for you sports enthusiasts, the first radio broadcast of a college basketball game was between West Virginia University and Pitt. Mountain State Council is a small but active affiliate. We hold our It's 7-Up Time community call on the second Monday of each month. We held our 2020 state convention virtually and will do so again this November. For the first time ever, we had our convention streamed on ACB Radio to show our appreciation for all that ACB Radio has done for the ACB community. We are donating $100 to ACB Radio, and we will make our annual donation to the ACB Braille Forum. So join, get up and get moving and join the ACB Walk but also enjoy the 2021 ACB National Convention from wherever you are. My name is Richard Johnson, president of the American Council of the Blind of Wisconsin. Uh, we are donating two $50 door prizes. We meet two or three times a year. Our, our next meeting is August 7th. And um, we currently, because of uh, lack of transportation, do not meet for a convention or to have social activities. A funny fact, this is really about Wisconsin, but Aaron Rodgers was on Jeopardy as a host, and there's a question on the Packers, and no one got it. Thank you very much. Hi, my name is Sherry Linen, and I'm the president of Wyoming Council of the Blind. Wyoming is known for quite a few firsts. We were the first state to allow women to vote. We had the first national park, which is Yellowstone, the first national monument, which is Devil's Tower, and did you know that there are more antelope in Wyoming than there are people? Hopefully you can visit our beautiful Equality State really soon. Take care. Bye. Hello and a great welcome from the ACB Diabetics National. I'm Chris Gray, president of the organization. And uh, we're so happy to be here as a part of ACB. We offer three uh, phone calls per month where people get together and learn and work with each other. We do a lot of support work online, and if you're a diabetic or a friend of a person with diabetes and you want to give them some assistance, that's what we're there for. So welcome, and uh, we have a great, great seminar throughout the convention. 
uh, three full days of programming. Come and take advantage of that if you're interested in the work that we do. Thank you very much. Hi, I'm Leslie Tom, Vice President of ACB Families. We are made up of family units of all ages. We have five great activities coming up for the ACB convention, including a family feud game, a tour of Mammoth Cave, and Campfire Stories, which made a great hit last year. Uh, we meet the first and third Sundays of every month at 9 p.m. Eastern, and there's room for all of us at the ACB Families Dinner Table for Sunday dinner. Come join us. Hello, I'm Renee Zellickson, President of Government Employees, and this year we are partnering with both the Employee uh, Committee and AVIA, which is the Visually Impaired Attorneys um, Group, to talk about the issues uh, surrounding telework and what that means, but probably for the future and the adjustments that are needed to be made. Hello, this is Carla Rushable, President of the American Council of Blind Lions. ACB Lions has been a proud affiliate of the American Council of the Blind for 50 years, since 1971. We're a growing, vibrant organization that meets every month by Zoom, and we have three outstanding events planned for this conference and convention. We uh, welcome anyone who is currently a member of a local Lions Club, anyone who has been a member of a local Lions Club in the past, or anyone who would like to learn more about Lions and become a member of a local club in the future. Have a wonderful conference and convention from the affiliate that roars. Hi, my name is Amanda Still, and I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. I'm the president of ACB Next Generation, and I'm also proud to say that I'm the captain of our Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk Team this year, the ACB Next Generation All-Stars. We are proud to once again be donating to the ACB auction. Thank you, ACB, for another amazing year, and here's to an awesome convention. Hello, everyone. This is Harvey Hagee. I am president of the ACB Radio Amateurs Affiliate. Our affiliate deals mainly with ham radio, licensed hams, and those who wish to receive their licenses. We also deal some with other blind-related technology. We have a monthly conference call on the second Sunday of every month at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. We also have a newsletter called The Reflector, which is open to members only. But our conference calls are open to all ACB members. Dues are $10 per year, and you can contact me if you'd like more information. Hello, ACB. This is Min Ha, president of ACB Students. I'm really excited to be joining you for this year's virtual convention. And if you want to learn more about us, we are on Facebook and Twitter at ACB Students. And our website is acbstudents.org. Hi. My name is Jeff Tom, president of the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, AAVL. We're a feisty bunch because we know how much work there is to do on behalf of older adults who are blind or have low vision. We do peer support, advocacy, and much, much more. Check us out on our website at aavl-blind-seniors.org. And then join us.
My name is Tabitha Brecky, and I'm the president of the American Association of Blind Teachers. We are comprised of educators, both active and retired, who have taught from pre-K all the way through college and all different subject matters. We invite you to join us for our convention programming. And while we don't give grades, we do have CEUs. This is Steve Mendelson, president of AVIA, the American Association of Visually Impaired Attorneys. We're proud to be presenting four very interesting sessions at this year's convention and to be able to make a contribution to the ACB auction. We hope that you'll all join us. Thank you very much. I am Erlene Hughes, president of Blind Information Technology Specialists, otherwise known as BITS. BITS has something for everyone. We talk about innovative products, from everything from cables to computers and everything in between. If you would like to learn more about BITS, send an email message to bits-announce plus subscribe at groups.io. We hope to see you soon. And ACB, let's have an awesome convention. Welcome everyone to ACB National Convention. This is Gabriel Lopez Cafati. I'm president of Blind LGBT Pride International. I'm excited to tell you that we're not only celebrating 60 years of ACB, but also 21 years of, of BPI. Um, we are celebrating our 21st anniversary since our incorporation uh, with our parent organization. And we have 21 programs to celebrate 21 years in 2021. So join us in wine, wellness, um, LGBT topic movies, first audio described drag show, uh, we have gay history, legal advice, a little bit of everything for everyone. And um, we're happy to celebrate. And thank you to the American Council of the Blind for making this happen virtually. We're all together wherever we are. And uh, please join us in our events and join us celebrating 21 years of education, advocacy, and fun. And 60 years of ACB. So have fun, enjoy convention, and let's mingle and connect. Good evening. This is Paul Edwards, president of the Braille Revival League. Uh, I would like to thank everyone who has connected the dots using Braille and gotten out of it education, a capacity to be a part of the community, and an infinite ability to be dotty. So our delegate will be Jane Corona. Our alternate will be myself. And attending the nominating committee will be Jane Corona. Uh, we don't need any seats, but we would like to invite everyone to stand and be counted for BRL. My name is Patty Cox, and I'm the president of the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. This past year, we have gained a lot of members, new members. We have been supporting visually impaired persons of all ages for the last 40 years. Uh, we have also um, gained a new affiliate, and we welcome anyone with low vision to come to our events and join our organization. Hi, this is Mike Mantle, president of Friends in Art, where vision impaired artists and audience members thrive. Uh, we hope you join us for our many We hope you join us for our many activities, including our showcase, our podcast for beginners, our poetry, our poet, 
our poetry workshop, and there are more. Hello, everyone. This is Andrea Judici from Guide Dogs, Guide Dog Users Incorporated, GDUI. We're a special interest affiliate of ACB, and we are an affiliate that has members throughout the entire country. We also have some states that have their own affiliate, but anyone can join no matter where you live. We focus on advocacy and making things equal for people who are using guide dogs. We also have a disaster relief fund for people who are facing things like hurricanes and fire, forest fires. We're delighted to be part of the ACB convention and hope that you'll come and join some of our sessions and learn about what it's like to be a guide dog handler. We're also very proud to say that we are donating $500 to ACB radio. And that's in large part for all that everyone there does for making all of this happen. If you'd like to more, learn more about what we do at GDUI, check us out at gdui.org or give a call to 866-799-8436. From the wonderful state of Connecticut, which is where I reside with my fabulous Mr. A, the guide dog, I want you to know that we joined the union on January 9th, 1788. We've been a member of the union for a very long time. So from us here in Connecticut and everyone at GDUI, have a fantastic convention and stay safe and have fun. Hello, this is Artis Bazin from Independent Visually Impaired Entrepreneurs. Our affiliate is for people who have business of their own or are in sales or who are looking to know more about opening a business. We welcome anyone to attend any of our 2021 events. And we also do have a monthly community call the second Sunday of each month at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And we welcome anyone to attend those as well. So I welcome you all to the 2021 convention. Have a great time. Thanks. This is Judy Wilkinson, president of Library Users of America. We have our highest membership in years at over 170, and we're once again proud Pearl sponsors bringing you the Talking Book Narrator. Attend all of our six sessions this year. Thank you. Hello, friends and colleagues of ACB Land. I am Dan Sipple, president of Randolph Shepherd Vendors of America, RSVA. We are an advocacy group for the blind vendors all around the country. Uh, advocating for our priority under the Randolph Shepard Act. I'm very proud and privileged to announce that we are donating $2,500 to ACB Radio, particularly in our indebtedness to Rick Warren and Tyson Ernst for all the work they've done for us. Have fun the rest of the week. Wow, what an amazing roll call. Isn't it wonderful to hear from all of our affiliates with all their varied interests, but they have one thing in common. They're all members of the American Council of the Blind, and we could not have an organization without our wonderful, wonderful affiliates. So thank you, affiliates, for an exceptional 2021 roll call. Now it's time for us to move into unprecedented territory and do our first uh, virtual elections for our candidates for 2021. We have 13 positions that are up for election this year. The way the process is going to work is we're going to start with the first candidate of the 
officers and go from president to first vice president to second vice president, secretary, and then treasurer. And then we will go on down through our board of directors and our board of publication directors candidates positions. We will call them one at a time. If there is no other nominations from the floor, then the person that was put in nomination will be elected by acclamation. And then we will go on to the next contest. As soon as we hit the first contested contest for uh, a position, those, uh, when we get a nominee from the floor and we have a contested election, those folks will be placed in nomination and that will be the vote that we have the next day, which in our case tonight will be an, on Monday. And that vote will take place during general session. We will have the candidate speeches uh, followed by the start of the inter- in individual vote through vote now. We'll allow about a half hour and then we will open up the affiliate roll call vote. The election for the individual vote will stay open till 1.15, at which time it will close. And our supervisor of elections at 1.30 will announce the winning candidate for that position. We'll allow both candidates to speak uh, that we're running for the position. And then we'll continue down the list of positions until we get to the next contested election. So that will be the process we will follow throughout the week. So with that said, I am going to turn over our first ever virtual candidate elections to Kim Charlson, immediate past president of the American Council of the Blind from Watertown, Massachusetts, uh, to uh, conduct the office of ACB president. Kim, thank you. Thank you, Dan. Again, these are unprecedented times and um, a first for ACB. So those of you here this evening are participating in making ACB history, which is very exciting. So for the Office of President of the American Council of the Blind, the nominating committee has placed into nomination the name of Dan Spoon from Orlando, Florida, a retired business executive. Are there any other nominations from the floor? Believing that um, that we have a clean slate and no raised hands at, at this moment in time, um, the nominating committee has placed into nomination the name of Dan Spoon for the office of president. He's from Orlando, Florida, and he's a retired business executive. Are there any other nominations from the floor? Are there any other nominations from the floor? Are there any other nominations from the floor? I, there was one person that has their hand raised, but I don't know if their intention is to do that. Because Kathy Casey has her hand raised. Okay. Then I, I need to recognize Kathy Casey to determine if she intended to raise her hand or if that was an accident and <laughs> she hit the wrong keys. So could Kathy Casey be un? She's unmuted. Okay, go ahead, Kathy. I'd like to state that nominations be closed and the secretary cast one unanimous ballot. Thank you, Kathy. Hearing no other nominations, according to the rules of um, the standing rules that were outlined, If there are no other nominations from the floor, 
then a unanimous ballot will be cast for Dan Spoon for president. I am gonna let people say all those in favor, say aye. Actually, you don't say aye. <laughs> all of those who wish to support um, closing nominations and casting an unanimous ballot for Dan Spoon should raise their hand on their computer um, if they'd like to, this is, this will, um, or on their phone, um, we've had practice doing that. Um, and this is kind of practice, but also official because all those who have cast a unanimous ballot, thank you, Kathy, for that motion. Um, and thank you for all of you raising your hands. I'm going to wait just a few more moments to let people practice raising their hand and saying yes. Um, all right, Dan, it is my honor um, as immediate past president to recognize this first election in our first um, opportunity as the American Council of the Blind to vote virtually, to declare that a unanimous ballot has been cast for Dan Spoon for president of the American Council of the Blind. Dan, I want to say congratulations, and I'll hand the chair back to you, Mr. President. Thank you so much, Kim. Uh, this is quite uh, an honor, and I, I am deeply humbled. I first would like to say thank you to my lovely wife, Leslie, who is my best friend and uh, my partner. And... Uh, You'd never know what you go through in this organization until you're the spouse of, a, of an officer and especially a president. And so I just want to tell her, thank you uh, for always being there and, and, and being my rock and, and being somebody that, that will listen when I need a listening ear. So thank you, Leslie. And I also want to say thank you to my mom and dad, Pat and Bill Spoon, 89 years young, uh, Maybe listening on ACB radio, although it's gotten pretty late. It's way past their bedtime. So, mom, dad, I love you. And to the ACB board of directors and ACB staff, this is a team effort. I am so proud of what we have been able to accomplish during unprecedented times over these last two years. Thank you for all of your hard work. And thank you to our ACB family, to our members and our friends and our partners we will keep the ball rolling, and I really, really appreciate everybody's uh, kind thoughts and votes. So thank you so, so much. Next, um, thank you, Kim. Uh, we're going to now go on with the Office of First Vice President. The nominating committee put in nomination Deb Cook-Lewis from Clarkston, Washington, a retired program director from the University of Washington. So before we move further, I want to make sure between Nancy and Rick that have all hands been lowered. Okay, all hands have been lowered. So put into nomination is Deb Cook-Lewis from Clarkston, Washington, retired program director from the University of Washington. I will ask three times for nominations from the floor. So for the first time, do we have any nominations from the floor? I, I have Gabriel Lopez-Cafati. All right. 
would you please allow uh, Gabriel Lopez Cafati to be unmuted and see if he would like to place someone's name and nomination. Hi. Hello, uh, good Gabriel. Good evening, ACB. Hi, Dan. Hi, Nancy and everyone. Um, I would like to nominate, uh, put forth the name of uh, Mark Reichert. Thank you. So Mark Reichert's name has been put in nomination. Could you please share with us where is Mark, Gabriel, if you have the information, where is Mark from and what is his current occupation? Mark Riker is uh, from Virginia and um, he's currently executive director for AEBVI, which is um, Association for uh, Employment of Blind and Visually Impaired Persons. All right. So AEBVI? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. All right, so the name of Mark Reichert from Arlington, Virginia, has been put into nomination. Current occupation is executive director of AEBVI. Thank you, Gabriel. If you could lower your hand. And Nancy, do we have, uh, I'll ask for a second time, do we have any other nominations from the floor? I do. Regina, whoops, she just lowered her hand. I do not have any hands raised. Okay. And I will ask for a third time. Do we have any other nominations from the floor? I see no hands. All right. Thank you, Nancy. Seeing no further hands, no other nominations from the floor, nominations will be closed. Uh, American Council of the Blind membership, we have our members. We have our first contested election. It will be for first vice president between Deb Cook-Lewis from Clarkston, Washington, retired program manager from the University of Washington, and Mark Riker from Arlington, Virginia, uh, executive director of AEBVI. This election will be held tomorrow on Monday, uh, July 19th. The candidate speeches uh, will be in the morning, uh, approximately 1045-ish. Uh, Following the candidate speeches, we will then open up uh, our ballots for voting. Uh, do we have, uh, just wanted to verify, I believe we do, that both candidates have identified their speakers for tomorrow. Both the candidates and the speakers will receive green room invitations tomorrow, so they will be available to speak uh, during our general session. So I want to thank everybody uh, for their participation this evening. I want to thank everyone for, for hanging in there and, and, and I believe having a very, very interesting and exciting opening session Welcome, everybody, to the ACB 2021 Conference and Convention, Better Together, Wherever We Are, historic first-ever virtual voting, and we look forward to our first contested election tomorrow. Good luck to the candidates, and I just want to say good night, ACB. You're wonderful. You're a wonderful family. We love you all. See you tomorrow morning at General Session at 1030. Thank you.